dopey dopey dopey, dopey dopey dopey, dopey 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 dopey, dopey dopey dopey, dopey 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 dopey, 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 dopey This episode of Dopey is brought to you by our great friends at Oro Recovery, located in sunny Southern California and created by our friend Bob Forrest and his friends Evan, Jared, and Bob. Oro is a place that treats addicts and alcoholics with compassion and connection rather than control. They have many, many, many decades of experience in treating co-occurring mental health disorders, including severe mental illness, and they make sure your detox is as comfy and cozy as possible, which is critical when you're kicking hard drugs, as we know. They have amenities that are so great, the sound bath meditation, the fucking equine therapy, surfing, the potentially spiritually transformative sweat lodge. If you're fucked and you're willing to go to sunny Southern California, I cannot recommend Oro enough. This episode of Dopey is also brought to you by our friends at Soberlink. As we know, addiction is a serious issue that needs to be addressed. Nearly 15 million people in the United States have an alcohol use disorder, and that's alcohol only, not even the other drugs. Only 10% of those people get treatment. This can be attributed to the stigma that surrounds addiction and alcoholism and how people don't want to talk about it. Soberlink supports the no-judgment zone that is dopey and strives to erase the stigma of alcohol addiction. Their remote alcohol monitoring tool has helped over 500,000 people to be more accountable in their sobriety. The Dopey podcast was started with open and honest conversations about addiction and recovery, and Soberlink encourages this to help rebuild trust and maintain sobriety. We've teamed up with Soberlink to create a healthy habits guide for those in recovery. Visit www.soberlink.com dopey to download that healthy habits guide. And if you or someone you know can benefit from accountability for alcohol recovery, you'll also find a form on that page to sign up for a $50 off promo code exclusive to you guys in the Dopey Nation. So go to Soberlink.com slash Dopey and let Soberlink help you to stay off of the sauce. Hey guys, I want to talk about Sober Buddy, one of my favorite sponsors, since it's super available for you if you need some help with your sobriety. It's the little blue fluffy guy you may have seen in sober memes on Instagram or Facebook. You can either use their free service called Sober Buddy Mail, which is a daily email with bite-sized sober challenges, plus motivation and tips that are super helpful, 
Or you can download the Your Sober Buddy app, which is an interactive version that shifts your challenges and motivation based on how you respond to it. The app also has a sober tracker that's down to the second and daily check-ins from Buddy where he asks you how you're feeling and if you're sober and then gives you advice based on your mood. Right now, Sober Buddy has over 30,000 people using their services to get sober, and I know we've had a bunch of dopey folks using it and really loving it. If you're interested, please check them out on YourSoberBuddy.com. You can see all of their services there. It's nice to have these free and super inexpensive resources out there for everyone now. It's been a long time coming. Again, that's SoberBuddy.com if you are interested. All right, guys, just before we get to the show, I want to talk about a great recovery podcast called Recovery in the Middle Ages, a show all about two middle-aged suburban dads and their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. Listen as they discuss current topics of interest to the recovery community, including 12-step, alt-recovery, the newest medical research, and talk about their daily struggle to maintain their recovery and anonymity in the world of soccer moms and PTA meetings, if the neighbors only knew. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. That's MiddleAgesRecovery.com. Enough with the ads. Here's the show. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Dopey, the podcast on drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. My name is Dave, and uh, I haven't talked to you guys by myself in a little while, so I'm happy to talk to you. I am in the Dopey studio in our guest room. It's such a fucking train wreck. Boxes and shit. But if you watch Dopey YouTube, you'll see how immaculate it looks. And Dopey YouTube is... uh, is in full swing of production. So if you're interested in seeing the Dopey Studio or uh, seeing some like actual video Dopey, go to YouTube and subscribe. It would, it would mean a lot to me if you took a second and you did that. Uh, I hope you guys are okay. I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm like sneezing my head off up here. I think, I think the winds outside are blowing pollen and I can't stop sneezing, which is... Very annoying. It's been pretty cold, and I think we've hit we've hit a stride. Last week was Nikki Six. I think the shows have been. I'm I'm pretty happy with the shows we've been making, and there's amazing shows coming up, which is why we're gonna call this time period the Wicked Fire Winter. And the most important thing I think is to acknowledge the point of the show. Like I forget sometimes that. Uh, how enmeshed Dopey is with recovery or addiction. I get so sidetracked with the show and the dumb shit and all this stuff that uh, I just want to, you know, I want to wish you guys well. I hope you guys are doing well in your recovery or your addiction or your dumb shit. I want to congratulate some dopes who are fucking getting it done. Uh, Charlotte who is one of the earlier toodles for Chris scholarship uh, beneficiaries is celebrating two years this week. And Liz Ann, the super dope is celebrating eight years this week. 
So congratulations to those guys. Let's see if I can. Is that going to work? Yes. Congratulations, Charlotte and Lizanne. And well, while we're talking about Lizanne, I think we have to mention the Dopey Nation Zoom. Do you guys go to the Dopey Nation Zoom? They have 26 meetings a week. It's, it's a great way to connect with the dopes and the Dopey Nation. I will post new meeting times, but they're the same as the old meeting times. There's all kinds of Zooms on there. AA meetings, NA meetings, Dharma meetings. They, you know, they talk shit. They have fun. Please check it out. The Zoom ID is 804-300-586. And the password is always toodles in lower cases. Uh, it's awesome. You know, just go check it out. And also the Patreon Zoom is every last Sunday of the month. And, and you have to join Patreon to go to the Patreon Zoom. But we always have fun. We play games. Go to Patreon. Support the show. There's tons of cool shit on Patreon. We're going to start a new feature on Patreon. Patreon, a kind of like insider shit uh, kind of Patreon thing where it's stuff that I would never say on the show. So check out Patreon if you're not. And if you are, I cannot thank you enough. There's uh, some horrible news, you know, kind of in our community slash adjacent community. There's a writer named David Poses who wrote a book called The Weight of Air and he died uh, this week from a fentanyl overdose, he was about to come on Dopey. So uh, we have to, you know, take a moment and, and reflect on David Poses. He was a brilliant writer. He was a friend of Aaron's, Aaron Carr's, and uh, I was really hoping to talk to him. And that's another thing about the, the whole nature of Dopey Zoom and the whole, you don't have to join Dopey Zoom, you know, or obviously you don't have to join Dopey Patreon, but what would be good is if you had a community where if you were struggling, you could reach out. And Dopey Zoom does that. You can always write me, uh, go to a meeting. You know, the old quote that connection is the opposite of addiction. But the point is that you don't necessarily have to suffer. There are things you can do. I just want everybody to do as well as they can. Be as happy as you can. Have as much fun as you can. I, I have to say that I love getting high but I never had nearly as much fun as I have in my recovery. And I say that, it sounds annoying, but it's the truth. Uh, I, I've never enjoyed anything as much as I enjoy making Dopey, except maybe having my family. And, uh, and this week was my older daughter's 12th birthday. Tonight we're having eight girls sleep in our house, so that will be interesting. And it makes me think, you know, like it feels as though I've, been sober for her her whole life but I haven't I've only been sober for you know just about half of her life and that's a big deal you know like that's a big deal and it's been incredible to be sober and and you know clear for her and for my younger daughter but even beyond that like to be sober and clear would be one thing uh, but I'm happy like I'm having a good time and you know that's the most important thing and I don't want to be preachy I just want to say I'm enjoying my sobriety. I hope some of you guys are too. And if you're not, you got to do something different. Maybe buying Dopey merch will make you happier. I don't know. It definitely makes me happier when people buy Dopey merch. We have really cool stuff. I just got a box from SRO Prints. They make our Dopey merch. They're a printing company in Cincinnati, Ohio. They do just about anything you can imagine. They do it great. Check them out at SROprints.com. Mention Dopey. Maybe they'll hook it up. 
go to dopeypodcast.com and buy stuff. There's really, really cool new stuff coming out. The Oive, the Praying Mantis shit. We're about to do a collaboration with the New York City graffiti writer King Baby. That should be out any minute. Good looking stuff. If you want any of these beanies or snapbacks or whatever, just direct message me. I know this is a lot of information. I hope you're ingesting all of this information well. There's really, 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 really exciting and big things coming our way. One thing that isn't coming our way anytime soon is the Othello cookie. The Othello cookie has been put on hold. I spoke to a very famous chef, and she does not want to collaborate on the Othello cookie. So if you are a chef out in the Dopey Nation that wants to establish the greatest black and white cookie ever to be reestablished, please write us at dopeypodcast.com. No, you don't. You write us at dopeypodcast at gmail.com. Please send in a dopey story. I'll send you socks. I've been sending out tons of shit. Today's episode is highly controversial. It's with a 27-year-old guy that I met at my meeting, and the first thing I heard him share about was that he's going to go to prison for dealing fentanyl. And I know a lot of people are going to have strong opinions of this episode, but I love this kid, and I, I just I think his story is worth telling. I think, you know, I'm not going to minimize what a fentanyl dealer does to the community, but I also I'm not going to minimize that we all fuck up and that we can turn our lives around, and I feel like that's what Jay is trying to do. But before we get to Jay, I just want to remind you that this podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. This month, BetterHelp wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. That's what I'm talking about. Take care of your relationship with yourself. I've been doing therapy lately. It's been incredibly helpful. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And Dopey podcast listeners, members of the Dopey Nation, get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Dopey Podcast. And again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Dopey Podcast. So that's a lot of information to take in, I think. Get therapy, get merchandise, go to Dopey Nation Zoom, join Patreon. Oh shit, there's something else. We started a partnership with this incredible candle company called North Ave Candles. You can check them out at northavcandles.com. If you want to go straight to the Dopey collection, you go to northavcandles.com slash collection slash Dopey. Their shit is incredible. It's got some classic Dopey art, really nice smelling candles. Please check it out. Uh, if you like candles, you should get them. And I mean, like, what can I tell you? I love making the show. There's such exciting things coming. I don't want to tell you about all the exciting things that are coming. Please stay in touch. Please join the community. Follow the social media. Subscribe to YouTube. How many things can I tell you to do? Write me an email. Tell me how you're doing. Now... We're going to get to this interview. It's a crazy interview. It's with a guy I know from my meeting. His name is Jay. Confessions of a Young Fentanyl Dealer and Body Broker. And I'm sitting 
by the Great South Bay in the town of Sayville. There's this kid who goes to my meeting, and I heard him talk, I think, one time, and I was like, I got to get this dude on the show. His name is Jay. Jay. Before I say anything, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Dan. Uh, you are an amazing fucking addition to our uh, our group, but your story, like the second you start talking, it's like fucking insanity. And our group isn't full of insanity. You like came in there like fucking Tasmanian <laughs> devil, and uh, like a sweet Tasmanian devil. Yeah. So uh, what the fuck, man? Uh, tomorrow, Jay has to fly to Florida to yeah. deal with one of the three cases that he's dealing with. And he was like, and I've been trying to get him on, but I've been slacking. And he's like, I'm going to Florida. And I was like, all right, I'm coming. I'm coming now. Hold the mic up to your up to your mouth. Got and uh, and, and what's what the fuck, man? Okay. What's your deal? All right. So Florida tomorrow. Sick life I live. Shout out to Sable. Shout out to the Great South Bay and the sunset, by the way. Um, Pretty sunset tonight. Sick sunset. All orange. All orange. Um, yeah. So tomorrow I am. I I'm going to Florida for. My violation of probation charge that I've been on the run from for a bit. Um, what happened was when I was in Florida, yeah, I was selling a lot of drugs. I was around like the Pompano, Fort Lauderdale, Delray, you know, that whole area, South Florida, down to Miami, down North Dade. And I, uh, I met up with this kid who was clearly, you know, insane off his rocker. How so? Like he, you could look, he's the type of kid that you can look at. And just know you are abusing drugs heavily. You're you're you're, you're walking dead. He's you know? a customer. Yeah, he was a customer, and he was a great customer. He was fucking awesome, but he's also like a, a schemy little thief. You know, he's like one of those guys that are in the streets. Like he and and down there, it's like a whole different world. Like you know, I couldn't really sell drugs down there until I met the right people because it's all Haitian people. sell. you know, you have to be involved with certain people like they won't let you sell drugs you know like literally it's like a different world down there. it's not like say it's not like selling drugs in Sable. you know like you grow up with people whatever if you go down there and sell drugs you have to like get it from certain people you can't bring your own shit there you know so like, you weren't bringing your connect from from mexico no no no, no 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 not at this point in time i was literally this is before i this is like what four five five years ago so this was before i even started doing all my this is what basically birth everything I like that so I was selling like a lot of drugs up here and whatnot but then you know I got the bright idea like you know I went down to Florida what were you selling up here I was selling well from all right so seventh grade right here, here we, we go. go seventh grade I was 12 years old it was about to be Thanksgiving and I've got like a late birthday so normally like 13 whatever I was like 12 years old and uh me and my best friend Wiz who's still in Sayville still out here shout out to Wiz um he, we got these packets in school that were like uh what the fuck is it called not the red cross but like something like fuck why am UNICEF? i blank? no it's like raise this many raise this many turkeys for okay fuck. you know it was like it was like a charity thing okay I what the fuck it was called i just shared about it at the beach like the, like on christmas day i did I just don't get hung it. up on it don't even think about whatever it. so i no one no one in the audience is gonna know that's yeah, true and i didn't say it, but yeah so it, well they might it was like a big charity Saint thing. jude no it's like a big charity thing fuck whatever so we're, we're so they gave us these these pieces of paper that were like we're trying to raise this many turkeys for thanksgiving for the homes blah 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 and my boy wiz bless his soul he's so smart 
but he is so devious from like the earliest age. Like, like just he's a he's a, so smart. He's smart. He's a smart kid. He's a but, psychopathical thinker. Yeah, but everything he puts his brain to is like, all right, how are we gonna rob this restaurant? Like, they right. keep the safe here, uh, the keys here. I can go in like this, get this DVR. So this is early signs of this. We're in seventh grade, beginning of seventh grade, just started. So he goes, bro. So he has a great idea. He goes, yo, um. We can just like go door to door, you know, and just raise money for this. But really, we can, you know, and I was like, wait. So I'm like, so I'm also fucking grade A class one fucking degenerate. So I was like, by this time, I was like, yeah, you know what we could do, bro? We can laminate this piece of paper, you know, go to a teacher, be like, hey, can we laminate this? Like, put it in a notepad, write down like their address, be like, oh, we're going to send you something in the mail. So we did it official. This is, we're literally 12 years old. You might have been 13. And, um, and no one had a sense that you guys were like no, because and then you know what's crazy is like I was so bad when I was twelve, not bad, but like because I was always respectful and nice or whatever. But I was always so devious. Like I was hanging out with my mom's step, well I guess like my whatever her her boyfriend's little daughter who's also twelve, and I'd look at her and I'm like, like you have a, you said your daughter's like eleven, right? Yes. Like that's innocent. Like and when you're that young. You look pretty fucking innocent. Like, you know, when I thought about what I was doing, I was like, I can never picture this girl who's 12 years old. Like, But, Jay, when do you think, because mm. you were innocent, too. And, and number one, you were innocent. Number two, you're, you're so, you seem to be, like, the sweetest person that yeah. you could meet. Yeah. You yeah. seem to still be innocent, even mm. though you've been to hell and back, yeah. you know, and dirty as fuck, corrupt, yeah. diabolical. Mm. When did you go from innocent kid because yeah. you can't be a fucking degenerate eight-year-old it's hard to it's be. tough it's tough it's not easy so it's when tough. do you think you turn that corner so in the like, first place so so i guess back then it was more like i was not pretending to be not, but like i always had this attraction to deviousness you know like jay-z was my idol you know always right. had this attraction to this but i'm always still like super respectful super i didn't start believing that i was like bad until like I started getting arrested in like, you know, ninth, tenth grade, and then I started like giving people what they, you know, Jay's a bad kid. Like, all right, I'll show you a bad kid. You know, once right. I got a little more mature, and right. I wasn't trying to fight it as much. You right. know what I'm saying? So like, what was the whiz scam? At, so so okay, yeah. So so we went door to door. We had it laminated. We had a notebook. We went literally right on. Road, right, right over there, right on, you know, off Rose, fucking Claire, fucking Aldrich, all those houses, and uh, his neighbors, and uh, we knocked door to door. I don't door even know door. where those streets are. Just like, <laughs> I have from no Sable, idea. Are you not? No, I'm from Manhattan. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. So don't worry. It's, it's Mill Pond. Yeah. Over there. Okay, I know what right. you're talking about. So I was in that area. Yeah. And uh, we go door to door to door, and we for like three days, the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we say, hey, uh, we're just collecting donations. We're trying to raise like a million turkeys for, you know, the Thanksgiving fucking homeless, blah, blah, blah. And we get $420. That was our goal. Because when you're in seventh grade, an ounce of weed costs 420 you know? 420 like, Yeah, nice. obviously. You I know, love You know, it's probably like 150 bucks or whatever. Whatever, 420 yeah, we're in seventh grade. Yeah. It's like, yo, 420 is the number, you know? That's, That's awesome. why it's called 420 I love that. You know? And uh, so we got four hundred twenty dollars. <laughs> yes, this is the best. Got it for some senior who robbed us, like four hundred twenty dollars. We're like, yeah, dude, we got it four twenty, bro. So I bought my first ounce of weed with the kid. Never looked back. Seventh grade for the rest. When did you start smoking blood? Sixth grade. Okay. And then you know what's crazy is, is 
me and my friend Wiz. You who, went to Sayville Middle School? Yeah. Yep. And, and my daughter's grade, in sixth grade right now. Yo, there. In seventh grade, my boy Wiz got caught smoking weed inside the auditorium. Like, we Was were, everyone smoking weed no, in middle school? No, <laughs> just me and him, bro. Like, literally. And it's because he had older brothers that were also... His older brother's a dentist now, but he was a raging alcohol deviant as well. But he, like, realized it, and he's very smart. He like I said, together. they're really smart. All of them are really smart. His brother's a dentist, you know? But he got his shit together. So, yeah, me and my boy was... We were in seventh grade, bought first ounce of weed, and... um, Sorry, yeah, this is, like, my best... Literally, my you know, I'm the godfather to his child. Like, you know, it was, like, my best friend. What's Wiz up to now? So, I, he's still on, like, the methadone, you know? He's, uh... He's... he's He's put it together. He's, like, done all his robberies and shit, but, like, he's getting his daughter back in his life. He's he's working. He's been roofing forever. But like, he's you know, no dentist. No, he's no dentist. He's not. He, he needs a dentist. Okay, so you start dealing drugs yep, at, at grade. fucking, like... Never. Right, right, right at the bar mitzvah age. Yep, never turn back. Never turn back. No, so, so and, like, I didn't... I, that's my disease, though. Like, I didn't need anything my my i was provided for but i wanted fucking everything oh that's still my fucking problem right now and what's your parents what was your parents take then when did they figure it so, out so so mm, my mom's young she had three of us by 22 wow or 21 you know so she was young i real i look back realize when i'm 10 like she's like my age you know like she's like a couple years older than me when i was 10 years old you know so like if i had a kid right now, you know a 10 year old kid like I'd be way so shout out to my mom. I can't blame her for anything. But um Wait, how old are you? Uh now I'm twenty seven. So my mom had me at twenty or twenty one. Right. So you know She was a couple ten, years older. A couple older. years older. Right, yeah. She's right. like thirty with a ten year old, you know, like it's so, young. Yeah, it's it's young. You no, know, I was all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but continue. So so yeah, so um, they were and my dad wasn't around a lot, then my mom dad that's a whole nother situation. They never really they never got. They've never been married. And it was more out of necessity with financially. But we stayed, and then we left, and she got married to someone else. But then they divorced. You know, it's a whole slew of your f- your parents didn't stay together. Basically. No, no. And no, you were no. with your mom. Yeah, but then we had to go back with my dad because financially we couldn't. We had, you know, as my mom's young. You know, she she was a bank teller at North Fork Bank. You know, she like. She didn't, you know, so we had to move out of necessity, not because they were in love, you know, out of necessity. So that's when I moved back to uh, Sable when I was in. And she got back together with your dad? No, they were never back together ever. But we had to stay, you know, she had three kids and she had nowhere to stay and I had nowhere to stay. And my dad's like, you know, he, I guess he got it. You know, he understood because he, you know, whole nother slew of shit. But yeah, so, so we moved back in. There was my mom's super fucking cool. Like, you know, 100% Korean. So like raised pretty strict you know she was raised strict she was mad she rebelled crazy to her strict upbringing and you were the only half korean kid in sayville middle school yeah yeah, that's it i was the only yeah my daughter's half jewish she's like i'm the most jewish kid in this school (laughs) yeah dude it's 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 pretty it's pretty irish white rigorous hardcore rigorous scandinavia yeah right rigorous white people yeah exactly so that so that must have been a thing it definitely was and like that's all my, my first thing with my dad is like when I was young I played a lot of sports right and uh my mom when I was really young this is a funny story too we would uh this is when I knew I was a deviant asshole too so like I'd play soccer right and I was pretty I was pretty good I was pretty good at all sports I played honestly but uh 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so my I remember like I got in this fight because this kid would call me a chink. What you do know? you wait? Hold on. What do you when you're brushing shit off your crumb? You're, yeah, you're, it's like you know I don't talk shit. He's, he's brushing shit off his shoulders. Yeah, like the crumbs off. You no, know, it's like a pat on the back. Like right. I don't. I, I don't like saying I was good at shit, but like when I do say I was good at it, I was good at it. Like so I was a good drug dealer. <laughs> I was a good athlete. sports player. You're a I good was. athlete, yeah. good drug dealer, bad good human being, <laughs> good drug user. Great. Ah, shit. When I was selling drugs, I was a great drug user. When I was a broke drug addict, I sucked. I didn't last like a couple months. Who who called <laughs> you a chink? What was that? So situation? we were playing soccer, right? And it was like a rival sports team, whatever. Sable Bayport, like you know, bullshit. And uh, I called Chink, and I was like, my mom, I was screaming, like, crying, trying to, you know, yelling. And my dad and my mom and dad started fighting because my mom's like, you don't know what that's like to be called a Chink. My dad, you know. Where did she grow up? She grew up Queens, like Merrick, Queens and Merrick, you know. So so she's like, you don't know what that's like, you know. And then um, my dad was like, uh, I remember this is like the first advice I got from my dad and it stuck with me forever. And it's why I've got so many sauce by the time I was seeing you. He goes, yeah, you're fucking like embarrassed. I didn't think he meant it like this, but this is how I took it. He's like, you're embarrassing me with all this yelling and shit. You know, like you're embarrassing me in front of other parents and shit. Like, because of him, and my mom were fighting. Because like my mom's like, you don't know what it's like to be called a chink. He goes, all right, well, if you're gonna fucking do something about it, then fucking do it. Don't fucking yell and bitch and scream. You know, I didn't think maybe looking back, he didn't mean like, yo, go punch that kid in the face next time. But like that's how I took it. You what know? do you think he meant? It sounds like that's it what he meant. It kind of does, but then I was like, you know, it's more like like if you're gonna f- he, he didn't say if you're gonna do something about it do it he said you're embarrassing me by yelling and screaming that's what he kept on saying so like it's like either you shut up or you yeah, fucking do something shut up right, shit. right yeah right, right. exactly you know or just i like was more of the yelling and screaming i i i, I would never do it so you started <laughs> brawling so next soccer game one kid grabs my j- didn't say any turn around cracked him in his shit bro like punched him right in his face and from that that was like the beginning of like, and you know, I didn't get, in, I, was, and I didn't get in trouble for it. I, you know, I was like, I got ejected from the game. I had to sit the next one. But how like, old were you when that happened? Fifth, fifth grade. Yeah. So all of this stuff is kind of building yeah. this persona. Exactly. So now it's like beginning to roll a little bit, you know? And uh, so, yeah. And then that followed me forever. So then, you know, first time I got arrested. 10th grade, I, I'm with my buddy Sage. He's the one that told me about Dopey, actually. Shout out to Sage. He had over a year. He, I, I think I met that dude. Yeah, he's short. He's stocky. He was going to the beach all the time. I don't think I ever talked to him, though. He knew about Dopey and then Dave, fucking the infamous Dopey and Dave. So That's He cool. put me on. Remember when you came up to me like, yo, I got a podcast. One of the first days yeah, we met, yeah, like, yo, yeah. I got a podcast. I was like, oh, I fucking, that's you, bro? Like, I fucking listen to that shit. Well, yeah. it was like, because I, I'm always looking for somebody that I know to be on the show. And like, when I heard you start talking, I was like, your story is too good, mm. you know? And it's too powerful and crazy. And so what did you get busted for with Sage in 10th grade? All right, so in 10th grade, my buddy Sage, we were at a party. He threw a fucking beer can through somebody's window. It would happen to be, uh, like, a volunteer firefighter or whatever. This is the first time I ever got, like, really arrested. Uh, we're leaving a party in Bayport. Kid gets out of the car, punched him in his face because now that's been my life. Like, you know, like, I don't. I'm not talking anymore. Like from fifth, and there's been countless fights in between them. This is the first one I got arrested for. I'm not talking anymore. I'm punching you in your face, you know. And uh, so, kick it out of the car, gets punched in the face. I'm riding back from the party. The cop pulls us over because I'm in the same BMW that was at the, you know, my boy Teddy. He snitched on me, whatever. My boy Teddy's BMW was in the area. We left the party right on Montauk Highway. 
200 yards from my house, get pulled over, fucking, they're like, oh, uh, they weren't charging me with assault, but the kid was like, that's the kid that punched me in the face because, you know, they waited for the guy to pull up on the scene. That's the kid that punched me in the face. And I was like, I didn't punch anyone in the face. What are you talking about? He goes, oh, that's the kid that dude, but his his window was shattered out of his car. Could sage through the beer. Yes, sage through the beer. And this is like my, also one of my, be- him and Wiz are my best friends on this planet, you know? And, uh, so I got arrested for uh, not disorderly con- destruction of property, disorderly conduct, vandalism, whatever the fuck. So you took the fucking charge Yeah, and I'm sitting window. in there, and I'm like, yo, I know who did. Um, my mom comes down. I'm like, man, I know who did it, but I can't, you know, say it because I'm young. You can't be, you know, talk to me without my mom there, you know? And uh, they're, they're playing us because, like, I've never been arrested at this point. They're like, yo, just sign this paper. You know, you can go home. We'll put in a good word for the judge. The cops don't have shit to do with a fucking judge, you know? Once they arrest you, so I signed a statement on myself, you know? And the statement incriminated me for an assault three because I punched a kid in the face. And the only reason I signed it is because I didn't want to say, no, nah, I didn't do it. He did it. You know, right. I'm not going to say right. that. So there's probably something else you could have done, but you're fucking exactly, 15. Exactly, I'm 15, and my yeah. mom's telling me to sign the paper so we can go home. So I'm like, fuck it. I sign the paper and go home. That was my first Assault 3 charge. Assault 3, destruction of property, sort of kind of whatever the fuck. Fucking next year, my, I'm at another party in Sabo. My little sister, love her to death, only non-drug addict child in my you know, household because she probably saw the older ones, fucked a lot, you know. And uh, some big motherfucker, six... Six four two four, big motherfucker, doofy as hell, like you know, like fucking goofball, big as hell though. Um, he got hammered. Everyone's trying to kick him out of the party. Slams a gate in my sister's face, and uh, super protective over the little one. The older one, gangsters handle your own shit, you know. But like the little one, I was very protective over. Fucking freak accident, dude. Run up, yo. You slammed the gate, in my sister. And that by this time, I kind of had a fucking reputation. So so. Not as somebody up. who would fight or somebody as who beat everybody up? As somebody that would do both, that would beat someone up and fight. And this kid, if he was, if, you know, we were 25 and he was confident in his stature and he wasn't such a goofball, you know, he'd be like, yo, I'll beat the shit out of this little kid. You know what I'm saying? But, like, back then, he, my reputation preceded me a little bit, you know? So he knew, like, I was coming to fucking punch him in his shit. So I punched this kid one time. I kind of grabbed him and punched him one time. Since he was so big, like a towering dude, so top-heavy goofball, he fell when I punched him, cracked his shoulder bone, his clavicle, his collarbone, broke all his shit in his fucking arm. Just because he's so fucking heavy, you know what I'm saying? He hits the ground and goes, so I was making sounds. I'm like, fuck. Go home next day. Cops are at my house, and uh, this is in Sable. You know, it's not when you're that age. It's a small town. Yeah, these you kids' break parents. The dude's yeah. clavicle. It's fucking <laughs> over. You're like a fucking orphan, fucking kid, fucking <laughs> brawling. It's like a euphoria. It's like a movie. It's, it's like it's like a fucking movie, Jay. And it gets worse, doesn't it? It does. It gets way worse. So then, now I'm six. Now I'm 16 with two assault threes. You know, on my record. You know, and then and you're you know, a stoner. Please. So Sixth grade, first time I smoked weed, my boy Wiz, we said, yo, to be a part of sweat unit, you got to smoke weed every day for 30 days. First time we smoked weed, smoke weed every day unit. You know? Sweat unit. Sweat and yes. smoke weed every yes. day unit. Yes. So, yo, if you want to be a part of this, we got to smoke weed every day. For, and that's a, from the first time we smoked weed. And from then. Do you think you were the on, only sweat unit or do you think there's a lot of sweat units In sixth out there? grade? 
No, 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 no. I'm sure you were like one of the yeah. the, the most important sixth grade unit of swag. Yeah, and but I, is that even a thing? I'm just <laughs> saying. You know? Now that I hear you say it, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking yeah. it probably is. It could be, right? So, Dopey Nation, if any of you are part of a sweat <laughs> unit, please write us at dopeypodcast at gmail.com. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure someone has a shirt. Sweat. If you got a tattoo, yeah. bro, send it. Send it. <laughs> anyway, keep going. So, so yeah, we were fucking about so. Oh fuck! So you were you were stonered out? Were you drinking? Oh yeah, fucking heavy heavy drinking at this point. Now this brings me so now I'm 16, 15, 16 with the two, two assaults. assaults, and now you know Sable Summerfest. Obviously, sure. kids get drunk, go there and fight. Like that's like the name of the game over there, or at least it was, you know. So now I'm going into my senior year. So just a few months after that, how'd you do in school? Grade, um, I just got my transcripts for a fucking job the other day, and they consistently dropped right. every yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. year, right. you know? By senior year, it's all alternative classes. You but know? you didn't like, fail out of school. No, no, no. Well, here's, okay, so here's where Maybe it comes. Maybe you did fail. <laughs> here's where it comes. So so at the Summerfest, right, I'm with a couple friends. I'm in the back of the Sable Pizza parking lot. There's probably 50 of us. No no cat, no, on. That 50 is a Realistic number. You're Realistic, okay. if anything, on the underside. Like, there is 50 of us. And across the parking lot, you know, familiar with Sable Pizza, across the parking lot by the fucking bank, I see uh, my friends getting a fight, like my good friends at the time, my friends Paul and Dakota. So I'm drunk. I'm fucking with 50 people, you know. They're fighting over there. Those are my friends. Full-on sprint. Hardest I've ever punched anyone in the face ever in my life. Who, Paul or Dakota? So, no, Paul and Dakota are fighting this kid, right? Oh. I just run. <laughs> complete fucking blindside. Let's come back. I was young. Whatever. Full on sprint as fast as I can go. Like, you ever, like last night, you ever seen those little games of the bowling alleys where you punch that thing, you run up and fucking punch yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. bro, <laughs> whack this kid. Like, fucking, oh, so annihilated this kid, right? So bad that. My friend Paul, who's the one getting in the fight, picked this kid up and helped him to his car. Right. Like, I fucked him. You, you fu did too much. <laughs> too much. Jay took it too far again, you know. So now, turns out, that kid's fucking aunt, assistant district attorney, their fifth precinct connected, blah, blah, blah. They start doing this fucking investigation on us because they knew my friend Dakota's blew a Honda, taking pictures of us at the Summerfest the next day. Like, complete, honestly, illegal, scammy shit. They didn't know who the fuck did it. They just saw us with the car the next day, took pictures of us, showed it to the kid, like, yo, point these kids But they happened to be right. They were right. <laughs> <laughs> they were right. Okay. But that's what's fucked up about the police, too, is they can do all this illegal shit, and if they're right, it doesn't matter. It's just, play a fair game. I play a fucking fair game. Fuck you. Well, you've blindsided this well, poor dude from I fucking... It, but they're cops. They should be fucking... They should be held to a standard. They wow. Should fuck, you know? There's a lot of things that should be different than it. It's fucking I'm, I'm with you, Jay. All right, cool. Fuck the police. I'm sorry. I love cops. Not really. All right. this is. It's nasty. a mix. It's a mi there's. I mean, like, dude, I hung out with a cop today. I never had any friends that were cops. And now I, ha I have a sponsee who's a cop. And I have uh, a friend who's a cop. I mm. never had cop friends in my life. Yeah. And they're not all bad. It's going to take some time for me to even... Consider. Up to, yeah, yeah right. to even consider. I hear you. So now I'm fucking, I get it. So now this is the big one. It's a it's a brawl now, you know? So my friend Paul. I never enjoyed police until now. And I don't enjoy police. <laughs> I don't enjoy police that I'm not friends with. Yeah. yeah. But So I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, keep, it's going to be fucking 
I've got such a, that's my biggest, what do they call it? Resentment. resentment. My biggest motherfucking resentment in the world is how much, yo, Officer McKay, if you're listening, fuck yourself, bro. He's fuck a scumbag. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. No doubt. He's a fucking dirtbag. All right. So so now I'm sad. So my friend Paul gets arrested. Then my friend Dakota gets It was so shady how they did this shit, you know? So I get arrested nine months after the first person got arrested. In all these assaults, are you dealing bud? Dealing weed. But you're never getting busted for possession never. or distribution. No, no. You're and getting all these charges before you even get caught All assault charges. With drugs. And that's what I always said. Like, look at what I'm getting arrested for. The in my eyes, the dumbest shit. My sister gets a gate slammed in her face. I punch the kid. Fucking Sage throws a beer bottle through the car. I punch the kid. Fucking my friends getting in a fight. I punch the kid. I get arrested for that. React. When I'm doing fucking. Who knows what over here? You know, that's what I always told my mom. Like, look at what I'm getting arrested. And that kind of almost blew my head up a little bit. Because it's like, I'm not getting arrested for the shit that... But it's almost worse. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, because In the eyes of the law, it's worse. But not even that. Because it's almost worse because all you had to do is keep your fucking head down. Yeah. And, like, instead, mm. you're doing this dirt on this side. Yep. And then you just happen to need to, have this, you know, need to brawl. And it's like because you fucking, you were angry. You were disenfranchised, and you had fucking built-in resentment. Without a doubt, but also I feel like almost all of them, like, obviously I know the outcome now, but, like, right. if I was in that situation again, I'd do it again. Like, right. you know, like, I feel justified in those, you know? Like, I know when I did wrong, what I especially, you know, got caught with this last time, I was wrong. I was 100% wrong. I shouldn't have been, you know, dealing what I was dealing. We'll get there, I'm sure, but, like, I was wrong. Back then, like... You're a kid. Yeah, like kids fight, bro. Let me live. But like you're you're not a kid now. Yeah. Like when like when's the last time you got into a brawl? It's been some time actually. Right. Yeah. So it's like now you it's like if somebody slams a gate, you might be like, What are you doing? Yeah. Before you fucking knock the goofy guy down. Yeah, and true. I'm the goofy guy. <laughs> I just wouldn't slam the gate on yeah, your sister. <laughs> I would never this do that. This kid was an asshole, so fuck him. No, I fuck him too. Yeah. But what are you dealing at that point? Just, so just weed, just no weed. Acid, all high no school, ecstasy. all through high school, okay. was basically just weed. And then I never dealed any other drugs, but all my friends would start seeing Vicodin from their parents or whatever the fuck. And I never was into it uh, in high school, you know. Before you even go any further, mm -hmm. the resentment. I mean, like the thing about you, which is obvious to me, mm. is the resentment is authority. Yeah. You know, <laughs> fuck, fuck cops. It's yeah. it's authority. Yeah. Like and it in uh, general. Right. Exactly. Yep. And that was like what built you. Yeah. This thing. And yeah. And that's what manifested my whole fucking life from that point forward. You know, it's fucked up. So now I'm fucking and now I'm a senior in high school. I start my senior year at 16. I turn 17 and, you know, so I turn 17 once the school year begins. And now, in the eyes of the law, I'm like a 16-year-old kid of violent... Because I got hit with a gang assault charge now, which is a Why? Because you were with the 15th? Paul and Dakota, and I was with this big gang of kids. Sweat. And one kid, Sweat unit. Yeah, with the whole, we were slug life, actually. You remember slug life? Shout out to Sal Johnson, bro. Well, Wait, what's <laughs> slug life? You know, so, so, Sweat unit was just like me and Ryan, whatever, right? Me and my boy Wiz. But one day... My boy Joe Russo, this guy, Sal Johnson, he talks like this. He's like a same. He's like a Bodine, you know Bodine. Of Sable. course, and I so know Bodine. He's like a fucking staple of our of our era in Sable, you know. Wore the hat like this, you know, talking, you know, Sal Johnson, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Sal <laughs> yeah. Johnson. Uh, Johnson. Yeah. And one time, my boy Joey, right across the street from where you picked me up, you know that white church right there? Yes. Right across is that fucking auto parts store. 
Okay. My boy Sal Johnson, not my boy. <laughs> the, the he was the, an adult, yeah, Sal Johnson. Yeah, the caricature. Okay, yes. <laughs> Sal Johnson, this caricature, or whatever the fuck you say that word. My boy Joe. Caricature. Ru- yeah, that guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, so he is my boy Joe Russo, smoking weed. You know, there's a famous up. guitar player named Joe Russo. It's not that there's Joe Russo. No, there's okay. a lot of fucking Joe Russo's, I know, though. Right? This, so this kid pulls, and this kid was. The baddest kid in our grade. Like Joe he, Russo. Yeah, the baddest. Like you he, were nothing compared to Joe well, Russo. Well, you know, if you know, I'm not even going to fucking tap my shoulder again, but I just fucking did. My boy Wiz, when we were in seventh grade, I made him fucking, you know, I made him fucking kiss me. But he was bad in like, bad, like, I'm freaking out in school bad. Like, I'm, you know, I was always like a nice to parents and like respectful. You know, J- mom, Joe Russo was yeah, like. Moms love me. You know, all my friends' moms well, love me. I hung out with good kids, yeah. you know. This kid was like. Bad, <laughs> you know, like he didn't give a fuck. And you were close with him? No, not close with him, but like he, he wasn't was, in the sweat unit, but he, he was. He was slug life. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. Okay. He founded the slug life. Ready? So, well, Slug Johnson did. Sal Johnson, right? Sal Johnson. So Sal Johnson, my boy Joe, smoking a blunt, driving. And, uh, and just just to explain, mm-hmm. Bo Dean is this character <laughs> in the town Shout out to Bo. who is basically like an alcoholic <laughs> drug addict who hangs out. I think we've talked about him on the show before. And like there's a cast of characters in this town that yeah. are just like drug addicts. Staples. Staples of the town. Though. Right, right. Everybody knows this guy. Right. You know, and, and Sal Johnson is one of these. Yeah. OK. Caricature. Yes. Or whatever Caricature. Yeah. That shit. Town drunk. Town, town junkie. Town fucking. And, he and doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. No fucks. And he's like, you know, when he speaks, he's like, it's like <laughs> what makes him him. Right. So my boy Joe's smoking. He sees my boy. She's not my boy. She's this caricature fucking spray painting slug life <laughs> on the on the fucking on the foreign auto parts store you know and uh why I, slug life i have we have no idea no idea none none whatsoever you still to this day don't no know what idea slug life means. no idea it's like a rip on thug life right. but then you know we started calling him slug johnson and like started <laughs> my boy joe Rucho started coming out with raps like <laughs> crazy raps about slug johnson and before we knew it all the kids in our grade were fucking slug life. And right. then when other town, Bayport motherfucker, if anyone from Bayport's listening, you know, and you're, you know, 25 to 20, 25, 28, you, you know, know slug about slug life. life. Okay. You fucking know about so it. So Dopey Nation, if you've ever heard of slug Yo, life <laughs> in, in the Suffolk County, please send, it. please send an email. Send it. Yes. So, so that's, so that's slug life, right? That's, that's who I got in the fight with at fucking, at Summerfest. That, you know, this gang assault charge. Technically a slug life gang assault charge. So, now I'm senior year. I got. I'm a violent child in the eyes of the law. I'm fucking. Not well, you violent. are a violent I child. <laughs> are you kidding me, Jake? What are you kidding? You fucking. You you said you 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 figured out that you needed to use your fists at a young age, and you did. And every fucking altercation, the first thing you say to me is, "My reputation preceded me." Yeah, but you know, it's you were justified violence. Age. That's what I feel like. It's I think justified you were drunk, violence. You were stoned. You were. That's true. Off. That's true. I can. You it's know. definitely you and you and that like, dude. I to be honest with you, I was the opposite. Yeah. I didn't get into fucking shit. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have that issue. Mm. But I wish. Like I, I'm glad <laughs> I didn't get assaults. I don't think I, I. I'm 47. I punch <laughs> nobody in my life. I've never punched anybody in the and face. And you know what, bro? Talking to you, that's like, 
it makes sense. You know, it checks out. You're the fucking nicest dude on the fucking. I just never like had it in me. Like I never had a situation. You can because if uh, first of all, how can anyone be mad at you? Well, people get mad at <laughs> me. I. I don't. I don't see it, bro. I don't see it. And not only that, no one would punch you if they were mad at you. <laughs> you know. Like, I, I. I've been fortunate. You know yeah, what I mean? You're like just too. Like I'm a. Asshole. No, you but don't I, like me. I gave you a reason not to like. Well, me. it sounds like in the past, but I, I you, you know? say that about me, mm-hmm. and I know I can make the same observation about you. And if you meet anybody that you meet now, would make the exact same observation mm. about you. So I think it's interesting mm. that you came up this violent kid when it just seemed. Make sure you tell them it was uh, yeah, I, have, I have bullshit air quotes because you totally were a violent kid, <laughs> but you are. I could tell like you, uh, you're a good kid. You know what I mean? That, and, yeah, and that was always the thing, too. I always felt like I was a good kid. Always respect. But like I said, like, even looking back, like, we're called justification. I don't know. Justification? Just, no you're word. saying justifiable I, violence, but I doubt that. To me, it's still justifiable. Well, you I know think what we they need say to, We need AA? to check that shit. They say, they say, what do they say? They say uh, a lot of I stuff. wasn't arrested. Every time I got, you know, I, I wasn't drunk every time I got arrested, but every time I got arrested, I was drunk, you know? So is that the story? Yeah, like I didn't get arrested right. every time I got drunk, right. but every time I got arrested, I was, you know, whatever the fuck, you know what I'm trying to but say. But that's meaningful. It's true. So it's, it's true. like it's it like shows, you can yeah. paint a picture now, but mm-hmm. it's not the picture of reality because you weren't in charge. It's true. You know what I mean? It's you were true. fucking altered. It's true. And maybe you're right. Like definitely maybe sober like no, I'd probably still do some shit, but like it, I, I wouldn't be so it. quick to fucking come on, you know. You were you were fucking off the reservation. Yeah, when you're every young time. and drinking too, you get in the wildest break fences and shit, you know, like. And that was your identity. Yeah. And then you, and then once you have the identity, yeah. your reputation proceeds. So you. then, so now, like I said, now I got these three assault charges, and now I'm going to court for my felony gang assault. You know, like uh, which is a big deal. You know, the other two kids it was their first charge ever. Whatever me, I've got two previous assault charges now i've got a third assault charge i'm not even i just became a senior in high school you know i was already on probation from the previous assault charges you know so um now i'm going back and now i go to court and uh my senior year i end up and like like when i when this i don't want to pay myself as like because when i in my school like you know people liked me i was genuinely liked by like the the pub, you know, I was hung out with the nice, cool kids as well as, you know, I was, I was a, I hung yeah. out with everyone. You're, you know? you're well loved. Yeah. I by the scumbags and, and the normies alike. And, and I do the same shit at AA, bro. I fucking talk to, like, dudes that are 65 all day. I talk to a whole bunch of moms. I talk to a whole bunch of drug addicts, kids, you know, and, like, I'm fucking benevolent love. You, you, you know, but you can relate to uh, people of all walks of life. Exactly. And they can relate to you. So, so now I'm a senior, right? And, uh, the school knew at this point that I was on probation by the time of the scar- start of the school year because, you know, your probation officer comes to make sure you go to school and shit. So they put me in the school inside of school in, s- in senior year, which is like you sit in one class. They're like, yo, come to school three days a week. You're good. You're there from period two to period two, three, four, and five. And you leave it, sit, you know, English, math, science, social studies, leave, you know. And uh, so start of, so then I'm, f- go- now, you know, I've got sympathy from like, the principals and vice principals, you know, people that are important in the school, like Mr. Noonan was the fucking teacher. I got sympathy from these people. They put me in this school inside of school. By this point, my grades, you know, were definitely falling off because, like, whatever. And then senior year, I get sent to, by the time I get settled for this fucking court shit, 
First, they sentenced me 840 hours of community service in lieu of a six-month jail stead. Because okay. there's, some, there's some formula they work out where, like, this many hours equates to this many days in jail. So, like, if you get a six-month jail stead, it's 840 hours of community service, in case you're wondering. So they sentenced me to 840 hours of community service. No shot. Like You didn't you know, do it. No shot. I tried for, like a bit but like yo that's not sentencing me that's sentencing my mom to this community service i don't drive yet she's got to take me there take me to probation take me to these groups pick me up from community service she's got to work or try to work she's so you couldn't possibly could, it was impossible it was it was a fucking death sentence. it was you know they knew what the fuck they were doing and uh so i get sent to the this is the first time i go away like away away i went to westbury junior detention center fucking shit hole like shit hole and uh that's the first, you know, first jail experience. Well, it's juvie, juvie. And, I, and since then, I've been to jails all over this fucking country. And that's the worst place I've ever been. These kids. The juvie. Yeah, they do not give a fuck. You know, this kid, I walk in, and, and I thought it was just me because I'm Asian or whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm not. They do this to everyone. Black kids, white kids, Asian kids. When you get there, the first thing, though, the, first of all, the biggest kid there is already tattooed on his fucking neck. And, uh. Like, yo, how old are you? Like, yo, I'm 15, motherfucker. Like, bro, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. And, uh, you know, it's also fucked up about that place is if you get, if you violate probation for failing drug tests as a minor and stealing fucking shoplifting, they're going to, and they send you to that, that's the junior detention center for the island. This is how it was when I got sent away. You'll be sitting, you're there for violating probation for shoplifting. The kid next to you is a Serenio 13 that hacks someone up with a machete. And that's right. the only junior 10 center that you're going to go to because it's the only one around, you know? So it's crazy, you know, the, the array of kids. And especially when you're young, a lot of it's mental problems, And that's too. when, like, the criminality, like, when you learn, like, yeah. oh, well, this is what a real criminal does. Oh, and yeah. The, and did you learn a lot in the juvie? Oh, yeah. This is what, so as soon as you get there, they call, you, they call it putting you on the Jenny Craig diet. And what the Jenny Craig diet is, is they fucking take your food. Like, you know, and if you don't fight for it, they'll take your food every fucking day. You know, lucky here, I'll show you this scar. Lucky for me, when I was fucking, when I pulled in, this kid tried taking my food. I didn't even, I hit him over the head. Big motherfucker, hit him over the head with a tray. And I guess they weren't used to getting that reaction either. You know, normally they'd be like talking or whatever. But like I said, I'm just, you know, I was like, fuck it, swing it, bro. No one's, you know, I just knew it. I knew what type of time these people were on. You know, you can. You, you get senses. And that. that was the time to have that reputation and that ability to, to yeah, burst to just into action. to do it, you yeah. know? And and uh, it gets break, broken up pretty quickly if they do it at the wrong times because, you know, they normally have a guard there always, but, like, the kids know how to sneak in fights or whatever the fuck. And then, so whatever, I get, I smash kid in the face with the fucking tray, and there was a guard right there. You know, they probably expected, they probably, you know, kids are smart. They'll time it to wait for the guard to walk away. They'll, because if they hear fighting, they're like, fuck the shit. But I just immediately, so, so it got broken up immediately. And I didn't really get to get beat up or jumped or whatever, you know? So I swung this tray on the fucking kid's face. Later that fucking night, you see this little one right here? A literal toothbrush. A the shank a toothbrush. A shank toothbrush. A literal shank toothbrush. With the blade is where the where the the, 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 handles, the bristles are. The, no, the, the other end. So like right. the handle's about this long, and with the. He's showing his finger. Yeah, like a pinky finger. Like half a pinky finger is like the handle. And they stab you. With yeah, it. they sharpen it on on the bench seats that you sit on, you know. And uh, in there, you're wearing full jumpsuit, you know, 
blue fucking jumpsuit, Westbury JDC on the WJDC on the back. But uh, that's the first time that happened, you know. That now I'm fucking, and you know, kids like. So I'm in there for like a bit, you know, like however long it took for them to find me like a group. You you know the Hope House, obviously. Sure. So um, when you're a child and you're not old enough to go to the Hope House, there's a house right down the block called the Montford House. And that's where they send the kids that, you know, whatever. So like that's where they sent me after I did some time in Westbury Junior Tension Center, then group home, whatever. That's what they sent me to, to, the, to doing time in like a group home type deal. Same thing as Hope House type thing. Not focused on recovery, focused on, like, doing school Did work. you feel like you're a drug addict at that no, point? No, no shot. No, not even close. Alcoholic? Nothing. And no. you're just selling weed just and so. getting into fucking horrible brawls. Yes, yeah, you know? And, like, and and I hate how, like, it kind of, maybe not define me, but, like, you know, kids were writing me. Kids in my high school were writing me when I was in there, you know? like I still, But, like, so I didn't, I still didn't even genuinely believe that, I was perceived, people thought, like, oh, Jay's kind of bad, but, like, he's nice, you know, at this point in time. Like, he's still a good kid, but he does some bad shit. Rocky upbringing, blaming on the parents, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I was actually, this is probably the time when I got, when I really got sent there, that's when I came back, and I kind of started believing, like, yo. Well, that's when you're hard. You're fucking stabbed yeah. with the fucking toothbrush like tan- start, shank, the yeah. geranium with the machetes next door. Start believing that shit. Well, you you've, you've earned your stripes. Yeah. You've you've gotten hardened by the system. And now, and now I go to this Montford house. I want to show you the fucking article. This kid. I meet, I meet this kid. Him, this kid Sion, right? Here, don't show me now. Keep going. All right, this kid. You can Google him. I, I can shout him. All right, see on social, fucking free the boy, whatever. What is that? Free him, free him. He's locked up right now. Okay. Like so, free Sion and and his twin. And honestly, when we met, right, I knew that he was like also a lot of kids talk, but you can tell if you're in the shit, you can tell. You know, if people don't know the number, what they pay for this or that off the top of their don't. You know, you can kind of s- decipher through Who's the bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So this kid was, you know, lives in, you know, went to Newfield. I forget. It's right off 25, whatever. I mean, not Farmingville, but in that area. And um, he, we started, you know, fucking with each other. So, you know, getting, getting to know each other. Like, selling, you know, oh, I need a quarter pound. Oh, I need a pound, whatever. Go, uh, of weed. Going back and forth. When we both got out. I came, I came, I got out of. Did you start making money at that point? Yeah, by this point, I was. Selling, yeah, by senior year, I was selling five pounds of weed every week, like, you know, which is back then. It's a like, lot of money for yeah, a kid. Yeah, it's over 10 grand, so, you know, 10, 15 grand, whatever. That's, my re-up was like 10, 10, 15 grand, but really, I just smoke for free and fucking be able to go out and drink and do whatever the fuck I want, you know, buy new clothes, dumb shit like that, you know? But I, the re-up was, you know, that's how you kind of gauge how much money you're making. The re-up was about like 10, you know, 10 grand-ish, you know? And uh, I'm 17, 16, 17, so, like, you know, like, making about, you know, a decent living for a 16, 17-year-old. Good living for a 16, 17-year-old. But, um, Are you kidding me? You're making a fortune for a 16, 17-year-old. Yeah, I guess. It's fucking... It's my operation scaled so dramatically in this last little bit. Like, I was telling you how bitchy I am about what I get paid for a real paycheck. Like, you know... Well, it's, <laughs> it's going to be, like, a lot of learning. A lot of books. So when did it, when did it ramp so, up? So now... This is when it ramped up. So now... This is the first time... So I'm fucking with this kid. Sion, whatever... He calls me for like five pounds of weed, and that's like my whole re-up. So I was like, "Oh shit, you know, like I can't do that." I brought my plug with me. Ah, this is the first time I ever seen like gun violence too, you know. And uh, we pull up to the house. He fucking comes out. We pull up to an abandoned house. I'm with this girl Ashley. 
you know, oh, I just got to sell a bag of weed real quick. Like, no, you know, we're just going down the block, you know. Let me put this in the trunk, whatever. So my boy Adam gets in the car. I'm sitting right here. My boy Adam's right behind you. Ashley's driving. Um, my boy Adam knew something was kind of fishy, you know. And I didn't, this is when I realized, like, people that get also earned this, this is when I realized how dirty this game can be, like selling drugs and shit, you know. Because I thought this kid was my boy, you know. Like, I, we, were, so we were doing business. Adam or no, Sion? No, this kid, Sion. Okay. Thought, and he kind of was, we were doing business for a while, you know. Like, you know, pound here, two pounds here, whatever. But then he called for five. So, like, I was so naive at this point. I'm from Sable. I sell weed to Sable kids, you know, whatever. That I'm not thinking, you know. I met this kid in Moffert House, you know, so I should have been thinking, you know, what type of time. But I wasn't thinking like that. You were naive. Yeah, naive uh-huh. as fuck. And my boy Adam is older, so he's not naive. He's like, he has one pound of weed on his back, uh, I mean, on his lap, four pounds in the trunk. Sion gets in the car, gives him the money for the weed. My boy Adam, you know, let me look at it. Okay, my boy Adam gives him a pound. All right, it's good. Let's go to the trunk. And uh, they get out of the car, go to the trunk. Gives him a pound of weed. This kid, Siang, takes out a gun and says, give him my money back. Because he already gave him the money in the back seat. My boy, Adam, who was older at the time, we're young to Because I, I picture if I was Adam, he's probably like 25, 26, 27 and at the time. Like and we're in senior year. So I'm thinking if I was him, I would have done the same shit, you know. But these kids are little. Like, they're not going to rob me with a gun, you know. But uh, he fucking whacks the gun out of the face. Starts running down the block. <laughs> running. Adam did. Adam, yeah. Wow, I didn't boss. see it. I didn't really see it. You know, because it happened. But then, as soon as that happened, two kids come running out from behind a gate. We're in an abandoned house with shotguns, like, pointing at me and this girl. And this kid's a senior, you know. This is when I fucking was like, yo, I need to get a gun, you know. Like, this girl, Ashley's screaming, we're going to fucking die. We're going to fucking die. Like, crazy shit. They're like, give me your keys. Basically, gave him the keys, whatever. Adam's running down the block. All of a sudden, you're pow. Like, gunshot. They're shooting at Adam. One shot. I heard one shot. See, uh, these two kids are shotguns in our window. Sion's in the street. I didn't even see it. One shot. Pow. And Sion comes running back um, to the car. Yo, give her her keys back. We got to go. God, he was scared. This is, the first, you can th- you, this is the first time he shot somebody. You know, this is the first time he shot that gun like that. He's like, yo, uh, give her the keys back. Give her the keys back. We got to go. So she's, this girl, Ashley, bless her soul, bro, like, Dumb, good, you know, I'm not going to talk to you. Great girl, just Sweet like girl. airhead. Innocent, like, you know, just like, girl. yeah, yeah. great girl. And I was like, yo, let me sell a bag of weed real quick. You know, it was five pounds of gun shotguns yes. in her face, bro. Yes. Granted, she stopped talking to me after this. Well, <laughs> she's rightfully I'm so. I'm sure she's in a therapist's office telling <laughs> the story right now. Yo, so she pulls out. She goes the wrong fucking way. Adam's calling it. Yo, I'm shot. shot. He's wearing white cargo shorts. He's shot. And this kid now... Sion took the money back from Adam. No, Adam has the money. It was a fucking fair transaction. Everything went well. Except, except Adam got, got shot. shot in the butt for this shit. We're fucking going. Just turn around, whatever. We pick him up. Fucking my boy Adam shot in his butt cheek. In his butt cheek. White cargo shorts, blood dripping, whatever. And he's not going to the hospital. He's fucking... At, now looking back, I know now as, as I got older, also I know he was the dope head. He was the blue head. He was the fucking heroin head. He was the, all that shit. When I was that old, I didn't even... You didn't know what was going on. Yeah, exactly. He's like, nah, take me to my boy's house. I'm not going to the fucking hospital, blah, blah, I was like, damn, like, this thing's cool as fuck. <laughs> so know? what do they do for the so, gunshot? So, so, so he doesn't go to the hospital at first, gets tetanus in his ass, goes back, fucking, the cops show up, 
they showed up to my house. I'm like, yo, I don't fucking know who did what. And my, they're like, oh, Adam's saying that it was this person, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I don't know who. So did Adam's what. giving up Sion. He is. He said, because, you know, Sion left his fucking phone in the car like an mm, asshole. Yes. And Adam was like, yo, you can either give me the weed back as well, and I'm going to keep this money, and you can give me that fucking weed back, or we're going, or, you know, it's up for you, bro. I'm telling you, you know, we're, he's from Sable. He was like, you're not. He's not a gangster, you know, like he's Adam. Like, Adam, yeah. Well, he also got, he got shot, shot and like and like attempted to be robbed and shot. And he's like, he's trying to pull the fast one on scene. As I got older, bro, the fucking it does. I got shot in my leg. I'll show you the fucking spot. Let's see it. No, keep going. <laughs> Yo, so like you, you don't do that if you're in the in the game like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you regardless. So so the, then the cop showed up at my house. I'm like, I don't know shit, blah, blah. But now I'm now this is what changes my thinking. Like, yo, I need. A gun. I, I need a gun, yo. Like, I'm not doing this shit anymore, you know? And at the same time, I, it's, well, I and guess... what it, were you going to get out of that deal? What? It, well, two pounds of it was mine. Like, two and a half pounds was mine. Two and a half... Adam was the person that sold me my five pounds a week. Right. So he brought another two and a half pounds. So, like, you know, I would have made whatever, like, a thousand, two thousand, whatever the fuck it was. Because when you sell it as a full pound, you obviously get less. But still, to make two grand for a car trip, as long as there's no gunplay, yeah, it's a good deal. Normally, it would be a good deal. Yeah, and I was kind of doing the kid a favor. I might have been only making a thousand dollars. Because normally, I'd like to get the pound of weed, five pounds of weed, sell it pound, 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 then dubs and eights and quarters. Right, you know, right. really make money. So I was doing the kid a fucking favor. And that's when I realized, yo, I need to get a fucking gun. So um, now, it's also, like I said, I got out of the Moffert house the last day of senior year. The very last day of senior year, and my school was like, yo, walk at graduation. Like, you're not coming back next year. Fucking go. I got the highest grades of that. The time I was in juvie in away, they gave me the highest grades I've ever gotten in fucking Save High School. You know, I literally on my transcripts, like 90s. Wasn't even in the fucking school. They just wanted me to graduate. Graduate, and then, you know, that shit happens with Sion. Now we're out of high school, so now kids are doing coke at the bars. It's more like, you know, escalate. It's not just selling weed and shit, you know? So I'm like, what was the first drug that you enjoyed doing? Weed. I mean, after weed. I guess Coke. I've done Xan, Xanax, but Xanax was always bad. I still don't do Xanax. Uh, you know, still can't do that. I'll fucking punch you. I'll do some wild shit. I'm unpredictable on the shit. Right. And uh, I did the, the, you know, Perks and, you know, Vikes or whatever, but it weren't really my jam. You know, I didn't really fucking love them. Any, any drug that I fucking loved, I taught myself to love because I ha had so much of it, and I just did it until I fucking liked it. So <laughs> it wasn't natural. The drugs weren't natural for you. The hustle no, was natural. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm selling. So now I, I transition. I'm like, yo, fuck this weed shit. Like, I can start selling coke, you know? So I start getting involved selling coke. Long story short, I fucking... Now, at this point in time, I fucking, when I, you know, did that Montford House thing, they had this three-year, three-whatever aftercare program. I don't even know what the, f it's like probation for children, basically. And um, I don't, I never got arrested again, but for some reason, like, oh, you know what it is? When you're on probation, right? This is what I'm going through right now. When you're on probation and you get charged with a new charge, right? You first get sentenced for violating probation. Now, you still have that new charge to be sentenced on, too. It's like they hit you twice. Right, because you got the new charge and the violation. And the violation, right. yeah. So now I got a fucking violation. Uh, so, so now I get out of Montford House. That was going to Westbury Junior Detention Center fucking that, that, and the Montford House. That was for my violation of probation. But now I still have a gang assault charge I have to fucking deal with. You know what I'm saying? 
So it's like, um, now it's like, viol- my violation of probation terms was like, do six months in jail or this 840 hours from your service. And I had my lawyer go to work, like paid a lawyer, um, you know, got it knocked down to West Center and group home, you know? But now I start to deal with this gang assault charge, you know? So I get fucking some, I basically don't start trying. I meet, I meet a new plug in jail. I meet, like, I go to jail for the first time, too. I go to Riverhead. I'm young. I might be 20 at this point, 21, whatever, because I've been running from everything. And that's the slug life charge. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and at this point, and I And it's like all this shit is setting you up for, like, total criminality for Dude, the next 10 and years. and now I'm fucking, I met my coke dealer that I was with for seven years. You know, he was coming back from home from fucking selling selling coke you when know, you're 20 and you're in jail mm-hmm. and you start making money and your life is getting very defined by this shit yeah is anywhere in your head like what do i want to be when i grow up what so, do i want to do so at that age yes i fucking paid to go to suffolk i got an associates with my with drug money i fucking paid to what go did to you want to do i was gonna be like uh i i had, i was very ambitious because i'm very money motivated i was Seriously. like i'm gonna go to be a doctor or something i was a biology major you know i've got like a and p2 biochemistry and fucking organic chemistry left and i'll have a bachelor's in bio which i haven't been back to in years and you know it's been years but uh that was my goal you know like i'm gonna fucking sell drugs until i can make drug money not being a drug dealer which is become a doctor or a dentist or something right. like that you know bio major then go to med school that was that was the goal so somewhere along the lines i got blinded by the money blinded by the drug you know and fucking said fuck school you know but at first it's what when i was 20 like you know whatever that's what it was i got out of fucking jail still is when you get arrested at a young age too by the time I went to jail, I was 20. But when I got arrested up for this, I was 16, 17. For the vo- so I'm a youthful offender. So right. nothing goes on my on my record. I don't, right, I'm not, that's I'm, good. I'm not a felon, you know. So like, it's sealed. So that's a youthful offender clause in New York. That's what that's what it's called. Um, so now I get out of fucking jail. Uh, I get out of jail with my boy Money Mitch, also locked up. Got caught with coke again. Fucking free Mitch. Um, he <laughs> he fucking. He puts me on, dude, like, with, and he teaches, he puts me on game, bro. Like, yo, you don't need to get, you can get 150 grams of coke and then fucking put it in a magic bullet, add a nesitol and fucking lidocaine, which is a nesitol is like a tasteless, senseless, odorless white powder. It's just make it heavier. What is it? What do the people use it for if they're not cutting coke? I don't know. It? You get it at like vitamin shop though. I literally don't even know. What it's like it's just it's a cut. It, yeah, <laughs> it's it could like be just, like a little yeah. energy booster for like okay. the gym because that's like where you get it, like a vitamin shop. Right. Like and the lidocaine like is a uh, numbing agent. Right. Yeah. So it's so, good for coke. Yeah, you can like and idiots around here, bro. I can make them fucking a, a science experiment with no coke in it, and they'll think they're doing coke. You know, like give them lidocaine, give them fucking the nestle for the weight, and give them like like a little creed, whatever the fuck, like a pre-workout to jack them up they'll think they're doing coke bro the shit i had was garbage at this point in time bro you know garbage and uh so now i'm selling a lot of fucking coke but it started with you know 50 grams and i used to never get anything spotted to me but it's like yo listen he taught me the game this kid put me on game bro and he's a he talks like he's he's five six he's a white kid with blue eyes from bayshore but he is black bro he's his wife's black his kids are black he fucking grew up but you know he is the Biggest hood booger you've ever met. You hear him on the phone, you think he's 6'8", fucking dark-skinned motherfucker killer. You know, he's nice, you know. Yes. So so he puts me on game, bro. And I'm fucking, now I'm, at this point, now I'm picking up, by the time shit escalated, I'm picking up quarter keys of coke, turning it into three, you know. Where's it coming from? Bayshore. I don't know where he's getting it, but it's Bayshore. So then he gets 
another crooked cop story. He fucking he lives in an apartment right by Cher- right by the train station. I don't know if you're familiar with Bayshore or Cherry Street Apartments. They have little storage units on the side. And he just got home from jail for selling a bunch of fucking coke. He didn't call it a gun, whatever. So he's also on papers and whatever. They obviously know he's selling coke. He fucking and now as far as drugs wise, I'm doing so much fucking coke at this point. Like I fucking have everyone come to my fucking crib, my apartment, my fucking hat, wherever I was, crack off ten grams. Getting everyone high, everyone's it. getting high. Everyone hits it. We play two K till six in the morning. We're gonna go to you're the bar after this You're just snorting it. You're smoking it. Just snorting it. it. Just snorting okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, did this for years. Was anyone around you shooting it or smoking nope. it? No. No. All good. All, it was all know, like luxury goers. coke users. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. So fucking that until like 25 years old. You know, I had my friend Travis who like would shoot. Them. Never really in front of us, but like you know, we had our friends that were kind of doing that shit, but right. not not there. That not wasn't your scene. Exactly. And uh, you know, so I fucking. I start selling coke, and then this kid, crooked cop story, they go, apparently, he goes inside his fucking warehouse, his storage unit, on the side of his apartment, they see that he's fucking, they look, look inside, and they're like, they're like, um, he, he looks around, and there's Christmas lights, or shit thrown everywhere in his fucking apartment, but he's like, yo, it's weird, like, I know my girl wasn't in here, I haven't been in here, all this shit's out of place, but he looks, and he still has the coke there, so it's over a kilo of cocaine. He's not going to meet me. He's going to meet someone else, some rat, bat, whoever the fuck. And uh, he's like, yo, it's fucking weird. Just thinks in his head that's fucking weird. Says, okay. Takes the coke out, puts it in his car. As soon as he pulls out, whoop, whoop, cops everywhere. They go inside, no search warrant. Look, make sure, tear his shit up. Make sure his shit's there. Leave it. Wait, watch for him to pull out. He can't prove that fucking, you know, he can't prove that. It's fucking crooked. It's corrupt. They're fucking... Wait, hold on. What were they waiting for? They're, they waited for him, to his car, because they know they're watching. They're they wanted, wanted this guy. They wanted this kid, Mitch. They, they, he had over a kilo of coke. This and is your... your uh, my connect. Your, your white, blue-eyed, yeah. yep. black-sounding friend. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. yeah. Gangster. Yeah. Moolah Mitch. Google him, bro. He's a rapper, apparently. I wish you had a video, because people are going to probably think I'm so thuggerous. I'm a really nice boy, but uh, this kid, you Mitch... You sound very thug. It's I good. do sound it's good. very I, thuggerish, but uh, if you had a video, I'm fucking... Very nice. If there's any <laughs> girls watching, fucking <laughs> He's look very me up. sweet, very handsome young man. Yo, so, Keep uh, going. Yeah, so he gets fucking, so f- crooked cops off rip. Like, that's another big, it's fucked up. You're a cop, bro. You don't do illegal shit to arrest people. That's illegal shit. You're doing illegal shit. Fuck you. Um, they arrested him because they made sure the coke was there. Instead of, you know, because they didn't have a search warrant, they left it, waited for him to go in there, get it, pull out. As soon as he pulls out, boom, arrested. So now my coke plug's gone. Only fucking dude I knew that I can get a quarter kilo of coke from. It. Fuck, I call this kid at Tuesday at 8 a.m. He's pulling up to my house. On the arm if I had no money, which I did. Whatever. This kid knew me. We had doing business for years. Right. You know? So now I'm like, fuck, what the fuck do I do now? You know? At this point, I'm fucking doing mad coke, whatever. And you have money. And Yeah, I've, I've, I've got some change. I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got some change. And now Because um, your drug use isn't so bad. That it's it's destroyed you. It's more like the hobby of, of selling it's it. It's product of my lifestyle right, at this point, right, you know. Right, right. And uh, I eventually fucking and and, and it how bad is the using? So so like what, what so, what's so, like so the so he got he got nabbed. So I started selling coke when I was eight, 18, 19. By by the time I got out of jail, twenty twenty one, I was started selling a, a lot of coke, like fucking upscaled my operation, you know, exponentially. So I'd say until about. 25, so like, you know, solid five years, I was selling a lot of coke, and by the end, by 25 is when blues were kind of getting introduced, 
around, you know, people started doing them. But I do want to throw up fucking. Was it Oxycontin? Blues? No, they were Roxy 30s. Okay. Yeah, so I like, only did heroin. So. You know, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Oxys were before my time. I know people that. So the Roxy them. 30s are the blues. Yeah. Blue okay. things. Erms, Erks, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So. So we would. Uh, I'm old, man. It's <laughs> weird. I don't feel old. You don't. You I, I don't feel old, old bro. but I but I am old. But keep going. So I fuck. So so you hold on. You're twenty. Let's slow down. Twenty five. You're twenty five. You're major coke dealer in Sable. Also big cocaine abuser, but never. You're at the bars. You're like partying down in yeah. the bars. Yep. And you're not. And you haven't been busted since the fucking slug life. Never bust. been busted with drugs in my life until until what's his hat. Never ever. Never been busted with drugs. So I'm fucking. And I go to the bars, oh, you know, it's fucking nice. It's nice to be, you know, people, oh, you know, it's fucked up because now I'm sober and I, what are your intentions looking back? Like, why did you hang out? Whatever the fuck. But when you're in it, it's cool. It's like, yo, I'm at the bar. Everyone fuck comes getting You have money. You have coke. Yeah, it buying, must have been the best time ever. Buying, I'm buying the bar. I'm fucking going out. You know, I'm fucking giving out coke to anybody that I like at all, you know. But also, I was... Raging cokehead. Didn't even realize it because it's what not was the my downside life. at that point? Was there a downside? Just being fucking bad judgment. Up at, right, yeah, right. being cooked up at six a.m. Watching right. the birds come, you know. And you weren't taking any kind of pills at that point. No, by twenty-five is when you know, twenty-four. I'd say like blues were. I've always been around them, but they were slowly being introduced to me. Like you know, like I'd fucking do them. And like I said, at this point in time, like I'm a drug dealer before I'm a, I didn't even think I was a drug addict. Looking back, I was a raging cokehead, but um, I'm not a drug addict. But, you know, people say, yo, do this at the end of your coke, you know, when you can't go to sleep or whatever the fuck. And, and I they can, give you the rocks. Yeah. And I can't and I throw up and then I fuck, and now I'm thinking like, yo, now I'm now I'm a business savvy. I've got money to throw around. I'm like, yo, how do I get into this now? You know, that's my next my next move because like I see it every you see an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. I knew a dude who's. Mafia ties. Shout out to Eric. Um, you know, old Italian dude, whatever. Not that much older than me. You know, not much older. He's probably forty now, whatever, thirty-eight. But like, I knew him through my barber, and uh, uh, he can get. He's been given. He can get massive quantities of these things. And, of the uh, rocks. Yep. And uh, I fucking could sell him. I fucking just being around, just doing this. People just know to call me. So by did this you point. start selling the coke and the Roxies at the same time? Now, so yeah, I started dabbling with both. Maybe grabbing a hundred Roxies, nothing crazy, just like get. But and then people who did the coke would want the Roxy for the end. For sure, and, and that's I, how you create fucking I, opiate addicts. Now, which is crazy, I also knew people that were you know just you know blue heads at that point, you know oxy heroin dope heads, whatever. Uh, but you're right. Like, you know, now it's like a fucking double, a double. It's a win win for me, you know, and I'm also becoming an opiate addict, too. Not even fucking noticing it. But in the beginning, I'm throwing up. And then my boy, Mitch, like I told you before, got arrested uh, when I was 25, 24, 25. So you lose the coke plug, lose the coke plug. I think I was 24, actually. Yeah. So so he gets arrested and now I've got all this money like I've got no coke plug. I'm not really trying to fucking find a new one because you can't just walk in, yo, let me get a quarter kilo of someone you've never met, you know? And it's like, what do I do now, you know? And uh, I start picking up more blues and more, and I get, like, little bullshits of coke, you know, 100 grams of coke, 100 grams of coke every week that I can just do and fucking But it wasn't, sell. like, the same kind of profit margin. No. It wasn't, as it wasn't even for money at this point. It was just, like, to keep some people Lifestyle. happy and then just for me to do what I want to do, you right. know? But uh, I started buying more and more blues. 
And uh, I met my boy Ian. Uh, I've always known him since like 10th grade. He was the other Coke dealer from Oakdale. He's also in the program. He's got almost two years. He's fucking the kid that I saw that was like when I came here, like, yo, used to be my best friend. Like, you know, sold drugs for if this kid can do it, I can do it. When I was doing two blues, he was doing 15, right, you know? Right. So like, and he's also a huge Coke, huge drug guy, huge Coke dealer. Got arrested a few months before I, you know, f- a year or two before I did with a bunch of Coke in Oakdale. And that's what started his journey. So he's in the program. Fucking love you, kid. Um, and he's selling you blues. Well, he's a big blue head, and he's also kind of getting me acquainted with the game. You know, cause he knows I sold coke. He, I know he sold coke, and uh, and you're trying to figure out the business of it. Yeah, basically. And uh, my boy Eric, get, this guy I know through some coke shit, gets massive quantities of blues. And I knew this kid Ian did blues, and he's got a whole mafioso other market. Guy. He's he's not mafioso. He's just got it from like a mobbed up right. guy. He said his plug. I, I can want to Google him. He said his. The dude he gets from his name was Silent Dom. Not not personally, but like the guy is a driver for some guy named Silent Dom. He told me to Google him, and I never did. But Google Silent Dom. All right, Dopey Nation, check out Silent yeah, Dom. Yeah, do that. Um, so yeah, he's fucking. He puts me on, and at this point in the game, blues are still fucking. You know, when you get this kid would be able to get me five hundred of them a week, which is like unheard of, and I didn't even have the clientele for it. So like, I talked to Ian, whatever. This is just an point in time. Where blues, 25 was the standard. They just started going for 30. So they were getting a little more scarce. Just started going for 30. But they were still being sold in bulk for $15, you know? So you can make more money. Yeah, so it's, it's a like profitable a, it's a deal. Right. Yeah, so, so you're making $15 a pill on 500 pills. It's 7,500, you know? So it's like you're, you're up. 15, and you must have known a ton of people. Yeah, but, and especially with Ian now involved, now I'm fucking, now I'm rocking. Now right. I'm rocking. And I'd get coke with Ian, too, but then when my coke plug got nabbed, I was like, yo, Ian, uh, you know, let me in. So I knew a bunch of people. Now I'm selling a lot of blues, and blues became the main fucking thing. Because by the end of it, now I'm 28, so, like, fucking by the end of it, um, this happened when I was probably, yeah, 24. So by 26, 27, by the end of it, it was fucking, blues were selling for 40 $45. I'd get fucking... 500 of them weekly and I was paying 25 at this point but I'd You're be able still to making $20. Yeah, and I'd be able to fucking sell them all in a fuck. They were And you're flying, in your mid 20s. Like hot the, the dreams of doctordom are gone. Yeah, th- yeah, yeah. But in the back of your head are you thinking I can do this indefinitely? Like what are you thinking? Yo, so it's fucked up. You don't, you're so clouded. Your judgment's clouded when you're in the grips of the bullshit. But by, by the end of it I'm full on fucking addicted to pills and I never knew it because I always had them so I didn't realize without them I'm going to be sick when's the first time you got sick so okay there's another fucked up story right is we got time for this what are you doing bro so we're good <laughs> all right so well I fucking this fucked up story I'm fucking in my Honda Accord I'm with my boy Willie the Pilly Willie the Pilly Willie the Pilly bro I'm fucking and this is at this point in time bro I'm fucking selling shitload of blues, whatever. This is the first time I got sick. I'm fucking in the car, doing all the shit. Long story short, I fucking I'm sitting in the parking lot in Bellport, and uh, I'm doing. This kid's got a bunch of blues on the tray. There's a bunch of blues up here. There's a bunch of money in there. There's fucking coke up here. Coke in my pockets. Pull out of a parking spot. Boop boop. Lights go on. Cop, cop was right next to me. So I'm like, bro, what do I do? What the fuck do I do? What the fuck do I do? I'm on Main Street in Bellport by the McDonald's on 101. Fucking, I pull into the Apple gas station, park the car. Cop gets out. Bro, you got to go. 
pin in on the police. Skirt, drive, drive off, right? Run, run through a swamp, fucking uh, the worst, middle, middle of October. I'm 25 now, it's the middle of October. And I fucking, cops recover my car. They go up to my fucking house because my ID was to my dad's house, not to my partner, my dad's house. And they pull up and they're like, um, yo, so racist police saw Will the Pill. They didn't see me. So they thought, they said, oh, they go to my house, nice little house in Sayville. Oh, two, two black kids stole your son's car and they're fucking joyriding it or whatever the fuck. We recovered and it was it. meanwhile, it was you and Will. It was well. me. And my, at first, my parents were like, oh my God, is you okay? But then my parents put it together like, yo, right. no one stole Jay's car and was selling drugs out of it. Like, Jay was selling drugs out of Jay's car, you know? Now, what did they know at that point? They knew my, they knew what the fuck I did, you right. know? Like, I had a car and a fucking apartment. I, you know, they, I didn't have a job. They, they knew it's, you know, right. don't ask, don't tell type deal. But uh, they fucking, when they showed up my house, like, yo, no one stole it. They started calling all my black friends, like, yo, Kev, where's fucking, J- you in Jay's car? You in Jay's car? You in Jay's car? And I was like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? So now everything gets taken, right? Out of, and then literally I just re-upped. Like all of my pills were in this car. And I never ride with all that, but I was right down the road. I had everything in the car, everything. And I fucking, everything gets taken. And now I'm fucking shit out of luck. I got some money or whatever the fuck, but now I don't have any blues. And my what, were you arrested? No, I never Who got took caught. It? I never the cops. So so they recovered my car. I parked it in dead end South Bellport off South Country Road. Run, take my shirt. I'm hiding in a swamp for hours, watching cop lights pass, dogs pass. Fucking, I emerge from the swamp in my boxers. The type of swamp where you step in it sucks your pants off and shit. So it's four in the morning in Bellport, my boxers. I'm walking. I take a barbecue cover off someone's fucking. This is October. Fucking freezing. I'll take a barbecue, start walking. I was knocking someone's car. I was rapping in his car at four in the morning. I'm like, listen, like, I fucking crashed my car into the bay. I fucking, uh, you know, can I use your phone? He goes, bro, in your fucking underwear. Like, this is weird. This is super weird. Like, I'll call for you. I was like, all right. So I called my boy Mike. I'm like, bro, you never even believe what happened. He's like, I know what happened because the cops had already been to my house, had already said that my car was stolen. They already put it together that I was the one driving, you know, picks me up. Now I'm fucking I don't understand, though. What do so you mean? when they they see you and Will in the car, they decide that your car had gotten stolen. So they see Will. My seat's all the way, you know, lean back. They see Will. I fucking pin it on them. I don't talk with the cops or anything. I floor it. And they're looking for you. I yeah, guess you. I got you. So you have to leave the car. Okay, run, okay, yeah. Okay. So then they recover it, and they tell my I'm parents it was stolen. Okay. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So now I'm fucking... So now fucking I'm home, and my parents are like, holy shit, you got caught with fucking... You know, there was this many... I didn't get caught, but they're like, there was this many pills in you. They're telling them, be careful. There could be drugs in there, you know. They're, now they're on to me. They're like, yo, the fuck, dude? Like, what are you doing, you know? I'm like, fuck. So I had the first, like... I wake up in my house the next day, stayed home. I'm covered from my neck to my toes in cuts and scrapes and shit from running through the woods and the swamp. And uh, I get sick, like sick. So withdrawal. Yeah, withdrawal like a motherfucker. But bro. you had money, right? I did. I had it in my apartment. I could go get it. But like now I'm thinking like, yo, I'm a fucking, I'm addicted. I am addicted. I'm a drug addict. I'm addicted. And I'm like, uh, my parents are now found out what the fuck my sister's in a heroin act they know what the fuck time it was you know they know what i was doing but now they see me your sister sees it on you. yeah it's all over me yeah 
And was now, she ever buying pills off of you? Or did no, she no. We're t- our timelines didn't really right. meet up, you know? Um, yeah, she got clean well before that. She's been clean seven years or something. So um, right now I'm like, yo, I got to go to rehab. So my parents are like, you should go to rehab. Now I'm thinking like, yo, maybe I should go to rehab. Like, I'm a fucking drug addict. Drug addict. Yeah. yeah. So I fucking end up going down to Florida, you know, get kicked out of rehabbing here because I wasn't ready. Met less with a girl. Go down to Florida. Fucking with my money. That was the biggest problem. I was like, yo, I'm going to fucking go down to Florida with my money. I'll fucking start selling drugs when I come back. I won't be doing any. I'll make a million dollars. I fucking go down, meet a girl, start doing the drugs, drugs now. Now I'm in South Florida, ripping heroin, fucking met with some girl. You went to rehab down there? Yeah, I Where'd got kicked go? out of Long Island Center for Recovery. They're like, yo, we'll send you to Florida Center for Recovery. So I did that. And then I came back to New York, got my car. And when I left rehab, came back to New York, got my car, drove it down there with this chick, got a spot, you know, we're going to do good, whatever. You had a fortune of money. Yeah. How much money did you have? Uh, not that much. It was like 50 grand. I mean, that's a lot. Whatever, money. yeah, like yeah. 40 grand, you know, something like that. And uh, that shit was gone in fucking two months. Right. Three months gone, you know, all of it. And you're, and you're snorting the heroin? No, I fucking started shooting because my sister shot it. I was never afraid of the shit. You know, so you start st- shooting it in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I never even snort. I've maybe snorted it like five times in my life, three times. And right. The first time I ever did it, I shot it. Right. You know, so I'm fucking doing that shit, running the fuck around. And uh, so I fucking then I get the pay to play for rehab thing. I don't know if you heard of it. Some people to headhunters. They send people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Body yeah. broker. So, yeah, shit. yeah, body yeah. broker. And so when I start doing that shit. And I get my bands up again. I get my racks up. Start sending people. It gets shut down in South Florida. Pops up in California. What do you mean you get your bands up? And your I get I get money up because I, I find you're the one dealing with the bodies. I, yeah, I was body broke. How so do you do that? So pri- so there's privately owned detoxes up here. They're all hospital run, state funded bullshit. Uh, the only privately owned one I think is LICR, and they got just had like a scandal, like a lawsuit for sending people down to Florida and doing right. this. So privately owned detox, you could be the owner. You're the owner. I have New York State health insurance plan. I have Aetna, I have Blue Cross Blue Shield, whatever insurance I have, a good insurance. Only take the good ones. No no Medicaid, no Medicare, no Medi-Cal, none of that. Um, for my rehab stay, 30 days, it's, uh, for a good insurance, you, New York State health insurance plans, $3,000 a day, 2500 bucks a day, two grand a day, 60 grand for an insurance company for you to stay there for 30 days, 90 grand for an insurance company that I pay a private owner, right. you. And now that private owner then says, I just got 90 grand, here's 10. Get me a fucking client. Here's ten. And then so how? Ma- so who was giving you money like that? A privately owned. So my was boy it some super scumbag? I mean, yeah, but it's the name of the game down there, and it's the name of the game out in California too. The, the way they see it, it's super scummy thing to do. Because when I, by the time I got super good at it, like I had my own private owners, I wasn't going through someone else. Like you see, like everyone you and then so you're the owner. You give me ten grand to get him a client. I say, yo, go to rehab for thirty days. I'll give you three thousand dollars. I'll give you four thousand dollars. I just made six grand for sending you to rehab. You know, and. uh you see that when you start doing it. Did anyone you ever sent get clean? No, that's what I was going to say. You see when you start doing it, they fuck. You give them three grand, they're out for a week, send them back. Out for a week, send them back. Right. You know, it's, it's So sick. it's never even like collateral goodness. No. That someone caught some and, good And you thing. can just buy like, oh, you're giving them a, st- a start to their sober life. Like That's what you tell yourself. Down. Exactly. You tell yourself that you're not yeah, the biggest scumbag like, in the yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. Right. But you're fucking super scum. Right. Yeah. So I get my fucking dollars up. I start sending people to California because it got shut down in, in fucking Florida. Florida. Now I'm in California. So you move from you're you're a body broker in Florida. Yeah, I I got into that. Yeah, and so you and I spent all my money and I was like fuck. And you made money like you were selling drugs, doing it better, better. Yeah, 
better. It's so horrible. Yes, yeah, horrible. And then and then you wind up going to California. How did you get turned on booming. to the fact that you could no. do it out there? Because it shut feds raided every fucking place that was doing it in fucking South Florida, Delray, Palmer. Every place I was I went to treatment in Delray. But um let me ask you, like why do they shut it down? Like what what's illegal? So so the fact that you you are you're allowed to um if you have like a phone room or like a if there's no exchanging of of money, like they they have When you did it, they're like here's ten grand cash. Cash. Who and the owner gave it to you? They'd give it to someone to give to you, or the owner would give it in to you in an envelope. Sometimes straight cash. Literally, I've met that's owners. Crazy. That, I've met owners at that's banks. That's like fucking Batman movie Yo, shit. And, it's like and, I can't even believe that. And it wasn't that even happened. that crazy in Florida because it was prices. Get, but the ten grand was really California because it's brand. They shut it down in one state. It's a state law. They shut that down. Popped up in California. It seems so crazy to me that this is reality that I didn't even believe it. Dude, it's like this is the first time I've heard someone tell me the story where someone gave them money, and then legit. you're giving just junkie kids three grand, four grand, whatever, yeah, three grand. and they must have been so They're excited. Lit. Dude, they are yeah. gonna go to rehab. I'm yeah. like, yo, change your life. Right. You know, I mean, I'm a piece of shit, but you know, change. So your it's life. like, let's say, let's say I'm I'm a junkie in the street, and you're like, I'll give you four grand if you go to rehab. Do I have to go for a month? You have to go. So the first payment half half comes on your fifteenth day. After two weeks, you get twenty five. I would say. And how do you give it to them when they're in? I don't give it to them when they're in. So on the 15th day, if you leave after 15 days, normally I won't give you anything. Because I say, yo, you have to save for 25 or it's nothing. But I get half my payment on 15 days. Uh, Okay. After the third, uh, 21st to 24th day or whatever, insurance will give you the full, will pay the detox owner. I don't know when the detox owner gets paid. I don't know if they just have money to give me. or. But they they just fucking pay you on the 24th day? 25th day, yeah. 24th, 25th day. And then, um, so I'll get... So I'll meet with the detox owner. They'll give me ten grand. That's a going rate. I can do it right now if you have You know, not like I ever fucking would at this point in my life, but like I could. That's been my thing. You know, I can send someone to rehab in California. I get ten grand. Fucking on the twenty fifth day, they and they say stay twenty eight, so it doesn't look suspect. Like you get paid on the twenty second or twenty third day, but they make you stay at least twenty five. The twenty eight day yeah. program. Whatever. So it's like you don't get fucking paid and then leave, and it's like a red flag. You so know? the dude bounces, and then you give him the five grand. Yeah, meet all of them after. Yo, Uber What's you the minimum stay for you to pay? Like, like if they I get w- out at twenty two days, what do you give them? It depends who they are. Okay. Like if I like them, I'll fucking give them their their pay. If as long as I get the full payment, which is twenty two days or better, I'll you know do it. And but but Crazy. but if they leave before that, I still get paid half, and I won't give you anything because right. you know because you you welched on the whole fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. So you wind up in California. Yep. Where at? L. A. Uh, fucking uh, Tarzana, Beverly. Uh, the first rehab I went to to get paid to was fucking Coldwater Canyon Drive, motherfucking. Right. Fuck. Oh shit. I can. Whatever. Why? What's that about that? No, I just don't want to fucking. I love that place. I don't, want, I don't know if they're still doing what they do, but whatever. They're probably they're probably done paying people to go to rehab, but they're fucking yeah. What a fucking disaster. Yep. So then I get a bunch of money up and I fucking. And you have money on money on money. Now I do. And it's just like and and like it's like this weird network of kids. Yeah. That you're just giving thousands of yep, dollars same to, kids. and it's some fucking scumbag that's giving you, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Yep. And you're living in some spot. Yep. Driving I lived some in Hollywood. And you're getting high? In, uh, yeah, getting high. Where fucking. are you getting drugs in L.A.? 
uh, fucking uh, when I first got there. Well, I was all over the Hollywood. The Hollywood is like the biggest shithole out of like everywhere, everywhere honestly. And uh, right off the like La Brea and the fucking where the stars are, like right over there. There's a seven star hotel. There's a bunch of shit. Seven star, all that, those places. Fucking, they get drugs all over there. And I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't just even from dealers in the street. Yeah, I wasn't even fucking selling drugs at this point. And but then I got the fucking connection in Arizona, and that's what fucking brought me back to selling drugs. What was so, the connect in Arizona? So kid that I so this girl I knew would fucking go to fucking a tender or whatever. Super hot, smoke show, fucking <laughs> uh, black skin, black Mexican chick, love her death, whatever. She has friends in our her, her cousins in Arizona. Her cousins super connected. Fucking people on the other side of the border. Blah blah blah. Mexican people. Yep. Okay. And uh, I end up getting so now the money I can make is fucking exponential because while I've been gone. Fentanyl pills became the thing to do in New York. Like, there's no more blues. You can't even find a real Roxy right now. It's fentanyl pills, and they sell for. And these people never wound up just doing dope. They just went from 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 blues to fentanyl. Well, I pills? never sold dope, so I don't. They probably all do dope or whatever. But like, I never sold dope. I done dope. I done, but I was a big fentanyl head myself. You know, like I was more of a fentanyl. So head. when mm-hmm. people in because I never did fentanyl, mm-hmm. and like, and I did heroin for many, many, many years. Um, and when you hear the media talk about it, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's fentanyl in the heroin and yeah. no one knows and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like there's this huge fentanyl market. Yeah, people know. If you're in the shit, you know what you're getting and, you know, you know what you're doing. You know what to look for. You know how it feels. But if you're if you're how long is the fentanyl pill business sh- been going? Because, like, dude, years. I haven't done heroin. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last time I did heroin. I did a I did a bundle of heroin like eight years ago, but then before that, mm-hmm. I didn't do it for a while now. You know, I haven't done heroin really since 2010. Really? Yeah, that's real heroin too. Though. Yeah, people miss that apparently. Well, like, uh, you know, <laughs> I like well it. as opposed to fentanyl. Like people prefer that. I hear, but I hear the f- why. Well, here's the thing: the fat, the heroin has like lasts for a long time. So like you know. In comparison to fentanyl, I actually was doing it in 2011, just to be <laughs> just clarify. Sorry, yeah, I just don't want to say the wrong thing. So, the fa- the heroin like lasts and you know lasts longer. The fentanyl is just a rush because it's synthetic and it's over, right? You know? But if I had so but I heard you get higher on. Yeah, it. you get it's a bigger rush, but it's so short. So if you want to have a fucking stockpile of fentanyl, you're not going to be high all day. You're going to be withdrawing in 12 well, hours. Well, that's why you know? it's probably like people like selling it because people need it constantly. Exactly. And that's why I fucking liked it more because I had fucking, you know, I'd go down to the board. So you're in, you're in Hollywood yep. buying dope, yep. shooting dope, yep. and then you meet this beautiful girl yep. who has a connection in Arizona, yep. and it turns out they get fucking and dirt I know her cheap. family. Like, I know her cousin. You know, yeah, they get dirt cheap fat, fentanyl. Dirt cheap. And you become fucking connected to this Arizona Mexican yep. Mexi Arizona is there a Mexi Arizona <laughs> is that a thing yeah. is it it is now right. Mexizona <laughs> fucking fentanyl ring yeah. and you're the how many people like you are benefiting I'm the only one right how did you yeah. how did that happen so I I you know I flew back and forth to New York because I had clients at New York State Health Insurance Plan one of the best insurance so you're policies. fucking rich off of just the body brokering yeah that's what, I never that's even what heard me you up. mention that before I can't mention that at these fucking why meetings because like that's I can but mention why does drug that, dealing but why does that make you more scummy than than fen- people because think fentanyl dealers are like the like it's funny because it's also like you're not talking about like oh I sold dope 
fentanyl is dope and all these people died. I sold these pills. I'm sure I was responsible for some shit, but you know, like. But so like around here when there are people selling fentanyl pills, is there a crazy death count? I, the way I sold them, I fucking, if you're new to this, bro, these will kill you. Right. right. These will kill you. This is not a Roxy. It looks like one. It's not a Roxy. If you fucking don't do fentanyl, you can do one pill and die. Right. You will, I'm sure if I took one right now, you I would, would die. die. Yeah. You would die. No questions asked. You would die. I would die if right. I took one right now. I would fucking. So die. how does somebody? They just like take a tiny piece. Smoking it at first. Right. Snoring. You know, like right. fucking different right. way. But right. by the end, you can do. You know, your tolerance builds. Of course. Unbelievable. Like everything. Yeah. Right. Of course. So it's like. But people that sell them as blues, that's why people die. People because they thought they were getting something that they weren't exactly. getting. And did you, were you connected to anybody dying that you knew about? Yeah, I'm sure there's people, you know. Like Do you have guilt around the, about, fucking what's the guilt more around, body brokering or, no, or this? No, no guilt for body brokering. Honestly, I don't feel. Everybody good. benefited in this weird kind of way, except it, for, it except have. for the insurance like, companies I and took the my fucking money and made more with it and didn't have to body broker anymore. You know, like what I, the way I see it, it's like, bro, that shit's going to, both of them are going to happen no matter what, right? But like the. What I'm directly responsible for, you know, selling fentanyl that people that have fucking, you know, they knew what they were getting into, you know, whatever the fuck, but like doing people that have pat, you know, like that something that I can directly put myself in. If I body broker someone, gave them money, and I knew that they died for the money I gave them, I'd feel the same amount of guilt. I just don't know if that's happened. Right. I don't know if it's happened to anyone, you know, but I do feel an immense amount of guilt for selling fentanyl now, you know, honestly. Which is, you know, that's, and, and I can share about selling fentanyl in a meeting because lots of people are drug dealers, whatever. Body brokering was never a thing in New York. Right. It only p- private detoxes, Florida, fuck California. People that are fucking new, people that are in the program that are fucking in and out, they fucking, A, might want to get an idea. If I share about that, first of all, it looks like I'm a fucking scumbag because, like, that's serious. Like, even you're shot, you know, shot, like, that's. I'm not, I'm just shocked because I've read so much about it, and you're not and, even, and I never heard yeah, the story. Exactly. Like I, yeah. I, I've seen TV shows about it. Yeah. I've seen heard movies it's about huge. it. Huge, but I've never met anyone that did it. It's huge, and also, it's like, and people don't believe it. That's like the, the thing. So you, where did you get busted in the end, though? So I fucking now I'm fucking stopped body brokering for the most part, you know, and I'm fucking took my money and put it into fentanyl pills and 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 lose fentanyl at the same time. I did both. Powder fentanyl, both, and I fucking go to Arizona. I was doing, and normally I'd go with a bunch of guns and shit, and I fucking whatever. This time I go back there and I fucking get a couple thousand fentanyl pills. I think it was three thousand quarter kilo loose, three thousand weighing over a quarter key, quarter kilo of loose fentanyl. Fucking driving back from Arizona to New York, I did it all by myself. I knew the people that sold fentanyl pills. I knew where to get them for really cheap. Driving back six forty four in the morning, Ohio, Madison County. I fucking get pulled over. I got pulled over a couple times on the way, but this time they I got pulled over by a canine unit. And I was smoking them. I was like, if I'm driving, I'm not going to shoot. I'm going to smoke. So you were shooting the fentanyl anyway? Yeah. It, well, at this point, when I started Fox Island, I had so much of it. I had so much. A quarter kilo of fentanyl is 250,000, 50,000, or 2.5, whatever, lethal doses. Like a .01 is technically a lethal dose. Right, because somebody know? could die from it. Exactly. Right. So, like, it's... It, the amount I had is immense, and I can do as much as I want, and I wouldn't see the effects in my capital at all, you know? So I fucking get arrested. Uh, so whatever, the dog comes, obviously smells it. I've been smoking it. Find some fucking 3,000 fentanyl pills. Fucking get sent to jail. 
at this point, I fucking, they put a hundred grand bail on me. I have my parent, I have my mom, bless her soul, fucking run, grab it, give my dad. My dad has to put a lien on his house. I have to fight, you know, all this crazy. And it's still going on, so I just don't want to get crazy. But it's fucking, I eventually, I get bailed out, put them on my way home. They hit my fucking place in, in New York as well. So I got called with another bunch of slew of bullshit on, you know. I was on probation for that shit in Florida, selling the gold. And now this shit happens. So you didn't tell the gold story. You told me the gold not? story. Oh, no. oh really? Oh. Um, yeah. But tell the. It's, I want to hear the gold story. But before we even do that, mm. it's like you told. You just told like basically Everything. a lot of your life story. Everything. And all the bad shit. <laughs> right, but it's like I still don't see you as a bad character. Mm. Now, when you go over this shit. Like, and I see you in these meetings yeah. talking about spiritual transformation. Yeah. Like, and it's very important that we talk about it on the show. Mm -hmm. You were somebody that could get over in every situation your whole life, right? Yeah, blew my head up. Yeah, for a bit. Yeah. Now, you're facing fucking charges no. in three states. Yep. You can still walk to a fucking meeting and get over with everybody of every age. Like, how much of it is real and how much what of do you it mean? what i mean is because you know mm -hmm. that you can get over get it, over as, how though like like everybody will believe what you say because you're an earnest sweet guy mm -hmm. do you feel part of you is like fuck i'm bullshitting myself do like as far as what like like well, you tell me because it's like, look at well, you. you can Google my motherfucking name. No, like, you no, know. no, no. I don't mean that. Yeah, yeah. What I mean is. Oh, where I'm at. Yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. I'm I was it was dark after I got arrested. Dark. Like, you know, broke drug addict. Fucking. I don't mean in terms of what you did. I mean, in I terms know. of living. Now with I got you. Now I got yeah. you. Now I got you. So it was dark for a, a while. You and know, what was that period? Like? That was I got arrested last April, April 4th. I was home by the by the 14th, 15th of 2021. From then, I got sober, you know, five, six, whatever, five months ago, four, four, almost five months ago. And uh, from then until the time I got sober, I was broken. Where I, were you? I was in Jamaica, Queens. I was in fucking, you know. With I who? Uh, fucking drug addicts, drug dealers, fucking, you know, people buy, living in hotels for months at a time. Like, fuck, you know. What I were you living on at that so point? So I, I still had some money, you know, after I bailed out or whatever. I still had, like, a little, and I just blew it all, and then quickly as Just fuck. shooting dope in Jamaica or yeah, whatever? Yeah, smoke crack, shooting, just doing the, every, every, I would just pay, the, I just so, what the fuck happened? What happened to my life? I was so ahead of the game, now I'm going to prison. I'm fucking piece of shit, you know, all the bad, all the shit. Just darkness, bro, just fucking so down on myself, fucking, you know, my family is all involved now because I never, like I said, I never had fucking drug arrests until I get caught with fucking half kilo of fentanyl in fucking Ohio. In this day and age, fentanyl. Right. It's like it's like the buzzword. It's, <laughs> it's like yeah. getting getting busted for body broking and fentanyl in 2021. It's like they'll throw yeah. the fucking book at yeah, you. Yeah, it's fucked. You know, I didn't even get mad for body broking. I know, yeah, but I'm yeah, just yeah, saying exactly. it's that like, like yeah. yeah, it's like the two Keywords. buzzwords, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like. You're you're down and out. You're fucking broken. You're Bad. smoking crack, shooting Bad. dope in Jamaica, yep. and you feel like there's no hope. No hope. What the fuck do you do? So I fucking, I'm I'm brought all my bags. I do a fucking shot that I, I thought I was. I didn't try to die, but I thought you know, worst comes to worst, I get you know, 
Best comes the best, I don't wake up. Worst comes the worst, I'm high as fuck. So it's like a win-win. Because I'm down. Like, I'm going to prison. I'm fucking down on myself. And uh, I wake up, back of an ambulance. All my shit's gone. My phone, my wallet, my bag, everything. You OD. Uh, yeah, I overdose, but everything that I had with me is gone. It's like someone called the ambulance and took all my shit. I was in Jamaica, Queens, you know? Like, fucking got everything. I had no fucking nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And uh, I fucking had to call. I was like, yo, listen, like, you know, my, obviously I can't. My, after I got arrested, I couldn't pay for apartment. couldn't pay for anything. Couldn't pay, you know, car got impounded. Like, fucking can't. Don't have a car. Nothing, 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 nothing. No clothes, nothing. And, you wake uh, up in the hospital. Nothing, yeah, with nothing. In the back of an ambulance, yeah. Like, <coughs> fucking Narcan, you know, all that shit. Like, nothing. Call my fucking dad because I knew, you know, they were trying, you know, they felt bad, but then they fucking were pissed. I was, you know, because you want to bail me. I was going to be away for a long time, so like they didn't know how to handle that situation. You know, they were really mad, and then I started getting crazy high, and then I was like, Dad, like fuck, I need, I, I, I got nothing. I didn't even want help. I was like, I just have nothing, nowhere to stay, no clothes, I have nothing, I have nothing, I have nothing. So uh, just overdose, I have nothing. Comes picks me up, can't stay here. You gotta fucking go, you know, go to a rehab or whatever the fuck. I still managed to fucking snake around Patch Dog and be a scumbag for a fucking couple, you know, a little while longer. What was that? It's <laughs> fucking hard, bro. Like, meeting up with drug addicts to fucking get the, the lowest I've ever been in my life. What fucking, did that look like? Though? Like, fucking meeting up with drug addicts. Like, I never middleman drugs. I was never that guy. Like, oh, you have 60, I'm going to get you fucking 25. And right. Me, you know, I was right. never that fucking Finding guy. somebody that needed to score. Exactly. Okay. Doing that all fucking day. Fucking... Stealing and returning shit, like fucking junkie life. Junkie life, like right. literally broke junkie, like worst. Failing experience. junkie. I was life. the worst right. broke junkie ever. Right. I lasted for like two weeks. I was right. fucking hard, and right. I was just down bad. I had a, an immense habit, like I was just down bad. What was the habit like? Like when I got out of jail, put it, I probably did ten days or whatever, and you know my shit got hit, but I'd still have, you know, when I came home, even to my dad's house, when I went back there, like I, there was shit tucked in here and over there, and I. You know, grew my. I was doing fucking probably, I can't even tell you, 10, 20 fentanyl pills a day. Shooting know, them. The, and smoking them. I was really big on smoking. Smoking them on foil? Yeah, it was fucking. Why? I just liked it better. I don't Why? know. Why? It was like, I just, I don't know, dude. It, it lasted longer. It was more like a fucking heroin high, but a fentanyl rush. You know, like fucking, you can make it last all day. It tastes really fucking good. And it's just like, the smoke looks cool. The smoke, right. all, all right. that shit. That's crazy. But then when I didn't have any more fentanyl pills, I was just doing heroin, you know, because I, I, I didn't know. You and know. you weren't smoking the heroin, though. No, I was shooting the heroin. Yeah. It's different. interesting that you smoke the fucking. Yeah, smoke fentanyl, shoot heroin. That's huh. like a standard issue in California, you know. You smoke the fatty, you, you fucking shoot the heroin. You shoot the tar out there. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's what I did, bro. And I fucking was down super bad and. I guess you can smoke the fentanyl because it's so potent yeah. that you don't have to hit it all. Exactly. Like the tar, you, you smoke don't the tar, you don't even feel it. You do fucking, you can, a pill can do one, you do one pull of that pill, you're fucking high. Right. You know? Right. Like you're it's high. the intensity is so good that yeah. if you get a little bit of smoke, you get fucking you're high. You're high. Whereas yeah. with the tar, it's so bullshit. Yeah, you exactly. have to you shoot, shoot that. Yeah. yeah, you can't even taste that shit. Yeah. Okay. So now I fucking go to rehab. So now I'm in. Wait, hold on. You're, you're running around Patch Hog, yeah, bottom of the barrel. Junk box shit. Straight junk box shit, bro. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. I was like down bad. Finding, you know, stealing shit that this girl would have a receipt for so we could return it for, you know, like junk box right. shit, you know? 
And uh, I was like, I just can't be fucking bad. I didn't even, like, I, I didn't even want to stop. I was just fucking out of options, bro. Out of options. You didn't want to stop. But you're fucking. I didn't want to yeah. live like that even more. So you, you know? called your dad? So I went, walked back to my house. From yeah. Patrick, you walked back to Sable? I trained it. I trained it to the Sable train station. It's pretty close. And then walked back to my house. I was like, dude, I got to fucking do something about this this time. Like, I'm dead serious. And now I'm fucking looking at my life like, what the fuck? You know? It's like, like a blur. Gone. And my then, like, it's crazy. the head clearing. Because like was there, was in all that time, how many breaks were there? Few. Few. Right. I went to the one rehab in Florida before that. Right. And. But besides that, it was just, like, on. On. Right. So you show up at your dad's, and what does he say? And uh, he's like, obviously, can't, you know, if you want to go to rehab, take you to rehab, basically. You know, other than that, you're, you're, what are you doing here? <laughs> you, know, right. you know? And uh, I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. And I fucking went to rehab. And I fucking, yeah, I went to fucking rehab. And it was. It was you went here? Yeah, I went to fucking Port Jeff. And I fucking, and I was going to leave there, and I fucking smiling Joe comes in, bro. And Shut the I fuck up. I swear to fucking up. God, bro. And, dude, I was the You're day before. You're in fucking rehab, and smiling Joe comes in to speak? Yo, the day before, I I call, my, call home. Yo, I'm leaving. I'm fucking done. I'm, I'm not fucking doing this shit. I'm fucking over it. I got to get out of here. I'm going to fucking, yeah. And, uh, any other time, it's just go. But this time, I have nothing, so I had to call home, maybe see if they're willing to, you know, maybe let me go there, whatever. So... Fuck this shit, I'm leaving. My older sister, seven years clean, six years clean, whatever. Don't leave before the miracle, blah, blah, blah. Just stay one more day. Blah, she blah. lives with, with your dad or Yeah, no? still lives home, yeah. And uh, I fucking leave. I mean, I don't leave. I'm like, all right, one more day. Whatever the fuck, fuck it, whatever. I have nothing. I really don't have an option. But, like, I was making it seem like, oh, I'll leave with this kid. Tell so Jordan and fucking, you know, right. do something. I could have figured something out. But sure. it would have been a But mission. just junk box. Bullshit. Yeah, junk box. Yeah, exactly. It would have been a mission. Not worth it. And the next day, Joe walks in, and immediately I'm judging this guy. He's old as fuck. Yeah. I'm like, bro, this guy's an alcoholic, first yeah. of all. Yeah. Like, this guy's never fucking been where I've been, right. you know? Right. And uh, he shares his shit. What was it? Episode 246. Check him out, bro. He's a fucking savage. He's old as fuck, but he's a savage fuck. And he's the fucking happiest, go luckiest motherfucker now. But he was a motherfucking savage. And I was like, yo... Judging him the second he walked in, like, yo, this guy's an alcoholic. He's never shot heroin in his neck. Like, it's like and it's like all he did. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then his story is like the opposite. And I'm like, yo. And that's the first time I heard the message. Right. In fucking and what a good source. <laughs> the best of the best, dude. The best of the best. And then you were like, and then did you talk to him? I did. And what did he say? I put him down in my, he's like, call me, call me, get out. I put him down in my fucking uh, book. In my number book is Joe, parentheses sponsor, question mark, and now he sponsors me. Joe is your sponsor? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. I just did so my fourth, fifth, and sixth with him, whatever. Fourth, so fifth, slow down. Seven. So slow down for one second yeah. here. You fucking, you do the 28 days. Yep. You meet Joe, and yep. Joe's like, wow, you gotta, you know, like, <laughs> he has so many things. He like, he's like, you just gotta surrender to the, you're not on the losing side. What's, yeah. what's his thing? What's yeah, he say? He's got a, he, he's got a lot of good shit. And, uh, do you know Travis or no? No. All right. Travis is his stepson. Oh, okay. And he's like on methadone and mm -hmm. this and that. But uh, so you, he's like, you got to stay. And he's he like, I'll sponsor you if you I stay. I didn't ask him. I fucking just wrote it down in my book. Like, Joe, sponsor me. And he wasn't my first sponsor. You know, I, he recently became. I did my four-step. You know, people say 
pick someone that you want to have something you want. For me, it wasn't really like that because, like, you know, if I've they if they have what I want is cars and money and fucking. <laughs> yeah, this is what I you know this is what I want. Right. So like I see someone like that, like a I don't want to tell them my dark chicks. I don't want them fucking. To me, it was like pick someone that you can tell anything to. Right. And they're not gonna fucking look at you crazy, right? You well, know? but the truth is that nobody like, would. But there's it's a like good, there's a good population of people at our meeting yeah. that have been through some shit. It's just different yeah. variations. Yeah. And like Joe, I mean, what I'm interested in is you get out of the fucking rehab, mm-hmm. you go home. Do you say to your dad, I heard there's this meeting in fucking Quarry Beach? So the day I go home, I go to the Holbrook Love and Share, and I also saw Ray at the fucking, shout out to Ray, fucking. Ray the Clammer. Yeah, fucking, Ray is my problem. Yeah, yeah I'm and, an alcoholic, uh, Ray is my problem, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was fucking cool as fuck, too, so he said what's up to me, whatever. And then the next morning, I, I say, oh, yeah, Quarry Beach, um, I met you there recently, one of my first couple of days, going maybe the weekend or two weeks in or whatever. I don't think and I had I been around, and you had been around. Yeah, I yeah, like, I mean, it was like fucking every kid? fucking day right. for a bit. Yeah, I didn't share for like the first, first time I shared, I was like, I wasn't going to say anything until I knew all of you weren't cops. And I bet there was like three cops in there. I'm you know? sure. Yeah, like, right. like, you know, I was fucking pissed. I was really mad at the police. But I, was like, I think I was there that day. Yeah, that was the first time I shared. I think I Never. was there that day. Yeah. So, like, and your dad, yeah. who didn't have, did he have any faith in you? Like, how, how has this played out? Because you've gone to, you did treatment, you did outpatient. And I completed it, and this is the first one. Because I've done, like, little stints in between, but I just fucking booked it. Like, you know, like, I, I, I had money, so, like, I don't need, the, you know. But this one I stayed completely through, and he was shocked at that, but, like, I wouldn't say he had faith, but, like, he's like, bro, you don't got a choice, you know? Like, well, you do, though. I do. You could do whatever the it's fuck true. you want. It's you know true. what I mean? And it's, it's like, And it's really easy for me to say, yo, I'm going to prison. Like, I just fucking... But that's my... Fr- that was the question I asked before when you looked at me kind of sideways. Yeah, yeah. When you can get over in any situation yeah, yeah. and you... And it's like, how much is real? Mm-hmm. How, much of you, how much of it is, like, doing this to get over? And how much... Yeah. And, 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 like, sometimes... I'm fucking honest to God, bro... I'm all in right. at this point. <laughs> I am yeah. all in, dude. I enough go, is fucking enough. It's over. My run is over. My ride is over. When I got sober in January, I, I did it on by myself. Didn't go to meetings or whatever. My goal, I had to try everything. My goal was, yo, kick the shit so I can fucking sell drugs successfully and do this forever. Right. Did that, picked up drugs, fucking got Big busted, big busted in April, you know? So then I was like, all right, fucking can't do that, you know? Can't, you know, I've tried it. By this point, I've tried mostly everything. Like, yo, I'm just going to drink every day or drink on the week. You know, it all leads back to me selling drugs and me wanting my disease, saying, I want this, I want this. I had money, bro. I should have fucking put it away. I fucking instead got two cars, three apartments. Like, who the fuck needs that? I just wanted to say, oh, I can go to Miami, to California, New York, whatever I want, you know, like. Just to live like that. But that, that was know? that was a thing. You know, it was a dream that you that you you accumulated that dream. Now, what are you looking at now in terms of time? So the way it works in Ohio, not a super blue state. A blue state would have been way better. A liberal state, you know, because you can say I'm a drug addict, blah, blah, blah. Um, there. I'm not sure if it's a red state either, but where I'm at, it's Hicktown. It's fucking straight fucking ties that have two strings. Like, you know, like guys like that. I don't know what those are fucking called. <laughs> okay. Guys like Some that. hillbilly town. Yeah. Okay. And uh, 
String tie town. Yeah. I'm sure no one there has a string tie. Yo. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> I'm sure no one Cowboy hats, bro. String ties and boots I, I in court. I can't like, even imagine that shit is real in Ohio. But it's keep going. fucking there. So I fucking... Uh, the way it sits right now, it's uh, possession in the first fucking MDO, mandatory drug offense. That's like a, a, a thing they tack on if you get caught with over X amount of units of fentanyl. And I had quintuple the X amount. So uh, the way that sit, this is what they charge you with. Obviously, you work your way down. But it's a felony one, which is equivalent to an A1 felony in New York. It's an F1 in Ohio. Um, MDO with the tack on of the mandatory drug offense. It's a mandatory 11 years off rip. That's what they charge you with. Obviously, they charge you with this. You work your way down. If it gets dropped to a regular felony one with no mandatory drug offense, it's a uh, three to 11 years. If it gets dropped to a F2 felony two, which is like what I'd hope for, would be like a one to three or one to four or something, get out in two, something like that. So no matter what, you think you're going to do? I f- think there's no way I'm not going to prison. I call it too much fentanyl and too much money. And, and, and how scared are you? I'm fucking, I'm not. <laughs> Anyway, I fucking give it up, bro. You know, they say you can't have fucking uh, faith and fear on the fucking same plane. Can't right. coexist. Right. Like, fuck it, bro. And I'm not, I can hold my own in any, anyway. You know, I'm not worried about anything like that. The only thing I missed, I was like, yo, it's missed time. But, like, what is time, bro? What's your perception of time? Like, oh, I should be here by the time I'm 30. Like, whatever. I'll be there when I'm 40. You know, like, this fucking whatever. You know, at this point. Like, I fucking... I lived backwards, bro. I had money when I was young. I'm gonna be broke for a while. Wow, well, and know? it's it's at the time. Maybe it's time to consider like what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe it's time that you can learn something. Yeah. But I'm telling you, like I know we're sitting in in my car by the bay, but it's like balls to tell the whole story. Yeah, it was easy because it's just you. But it's balls <laughs> to tell. The I didn't whole even realize story. it's gonna be aired out on a fucking podcast. It's crazy. But it's like but. and and like. I, you know, I care about you. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, my fucking guy, bro. But you know what I'm saying? It's uh, yeah. like, it's like, I don't know you all that well, yeah. but I, but I see you and I know you. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? And like, yeah. and I want you to do well. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I know that people in the audience are gonna benefit from your story and they're gonna love the, the radical intensity of it. So I appreciate you coming through. I fucking love you, baby. I love you too. So that was Jay and. uh I don't know. His story, uh, it blows my mind. He's so young and he has so much potential. And uh, I hope it goes well for him. And I know there's so many different opinions on what should happen to Jay. What does Jay deserve? And um, I don't even have an opinion about it. I just hope Jay does well. I only wish him the best. And I want him to uh, have the best life he can. He's a good kid. He's a good young man. I tell people, they're like, oh, I got this kid on the show. They're like, how old is he? I'm like 27. They're like, he's not a kid. And I guess I still feel like a kid at 47. But I think I'll feel like a kid. I don't know when I'll stop feeling like a kid. How about you guys? Do you guys feel like a a child or an adult? I feel like an adult. I feel like an adult a lot of the time when I take care of my children. I feel like an adult. I actually don't feel like an adult that often. I know I'm an adult. I pay my bills. I take care of my kids. I do everything that an adult should do, but I still have this overgrown child feeling about me. And I don't know if it's because I'm an addict or not. I wonder how you guys feel about that. Like, when do you turn the corner on feeling like uh, a kid 
or an adult. I know I'm an adult. I don't want to hear I'm an adult, and I don't want to hear I'm, I'm immature. You under, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. I would love to hear your opinions about Jay. I would love it if you sent in voicemails. I would love it if you sent in emails. Voicemails and emails uh, get free socks if I read them. Also, we're setting up a call-in feature, so we're going to start doing dopey call-in, so I want you guys to participate in that. If you're interested, let me know. There's also the fucking new Discord thing. There's just so much stuff. The doposphere is growing. I'm so happy you guys are a part of it. But before we go, I got an email. I want to I read the email. It's from somebody who wants to remain anonymous. He says, hi, Dave. If you read any of this, don't use my name. You asked about Persian heroin on the last episode. Well, throughout most of Europe, it's the only type you can get. It is usually from Afghanistan or Pakistan and can be smoked, but needs citric acid to dissolve. Most countries have a harm reduction policy of giving out small packets of citric powder. This is because using lemon juice can contain fungus spores, which can cause endocarditis or eye problems. This includes the stuff in plastic lemon containers. We never get tar unless you are daft enough to order it online from the U.S. Have a good night. I have a feeling this guy is from England because he says daft. But if you heard this, let me know if you're from England. And that's, of course, in response to the Nikki Six lemon Persian story. And I think that's going to do it for this week's installment of the old Dopey Show. Write us. Fucking leave a review. Leave a positive five-star review. If you don't like the show, I don't need to hear about it. Tell your friends to listen to something else. Hope you guys are doing great. Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris. What's up, Dave and Chris? My name's Jake. I'm 25 years old from West Virginia. I just found Dopey about two weeks ago, and it's my favorite podcast of all time. Y'all are hilarious and it's just gotten me through some really hard times and though I'm not clean myself you know it gives me a lot of hope for the future um I really like Dave's song and I'm gonna do a little cover of it here on my banjo hope y'all don't mind too much I wrote a uh, third verse myself sorry about the poor quality it's just on my phone and, uh, sorry about the banjos Things hard to keep in tune. <clears throat> Wanna take a walk around the world? Wonder what it'd do me any good? Till I get some honey in my pockets, and I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. I wanna be good so bad Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad I wanna be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had Wanna take a ride up in the sky Watch as airplanes just pass me by And I wanna see a Jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people What it means to be alive I wanna be good so bad I wanna be so good So bad, so bad I wanna be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had
in my burned out basement listening to the dopey show Home friends I had her on this little radio I keep checking on my pulse because it feels like I might die But the thought straightening up sounds so much better when you're high And I wanna be good so bad I wanna be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had I hope y'all hear this. Makes it through the uh, big inbox emails. Feel free to play a clip on the show if you want. I, if not, I know it kind of sucks. Alright, I uh, really appreciate it. Thanks, y'all.